across the UK, online and on DAB. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Talk Radio. Hello, dear listener. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Ash. It's Ian Lee. It's Talk Radio. It's a show kind of, um, um, well, about nothing. Oh, we've got Fe- Felix Cavalieri from the Rascals, the Young Rascals, coming on at a later uh, point of the evening. I spoke to him a couple of days ago. He's brilliant. Absolutely fascinating bloke. Um, and whatever you fancy, really. How's your day been? 0844 499 1000. We call you back. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. All the world of a sound is in a sleep. People everywhere just want to be free. Listen, please, listen, that's the way it should be. Peace in the valley, people got to be free. You should see. Young Rascals, right? Good Lovin' and um, Groovin'. They did Groovin', wasn't it? Groovin' was the hit. Groovin' was the hit, right? Um, oh, well. I can do. Hang on a second. There we go. 
No dodgy Wi-Fi, because I just cut you off. <laughs> there we go, you miserable git. It was a bonus, and you have been denied the pleasure of the bonus because of your um, potty mouths. And when I think you have learnt your lesson, then I will let you have the Periscope feed back, and not until then. Okay, you've been told. My favourite period... In, I have three favourite periods in bands' careers. What's your favourite period in a band's career? 08444991000, we call you back. Three favourite periods in bands' careers. First one, forget, forget the early stuff, the getting together and rehearsing and, you know, meeting and, and they get swap the drummer. Forget all that. Not interested in any of that stuff. Boring. But ring, right? We need some um, we need some music. If we're going to be talking bands, then we need some appropriate band music. Bear with me. Oh eight four 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 nine nine. Whoa 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 whoa. One thousand is the telephone number. Let's get some appropriate um, band music. Uh, Love really hurts without you from the Billy Ocean Band. So, um, three favourite periods in bands. Okay, careers. First favourite period, number one, and this is in chronological order. Okay, and I've just forgotten one of them. Why did I say three? Oh, yeah. Well, is... Okay, number one is when they're a pop band, but they decide they want to grow up and do more adult music. They grow up. We played the Young Rascals there, who were brilliant, right? I'm a big fan, right? We've got Felix coming on later on. Um, And... They they had a period where they um, they dropped the young and became the rascals. They were the rascals first, and they became the young rascals. Then they dropped the young and became the rascals. And um, that song you heard there is from an amazing album called Freedom Suite. It is a double album, right? One, bearing in mind they were a pop group and kind of a soul group. One side of the double album is a drum solo. One whole side and i will uh, i won't play it for you because it's about 18 minutes long one whole side out of four sides so the first two sides beautiful kind of that that horn driven you know the funky sound with black girl singers and it's wah. side three it's some jams you know side four is a drum solo beautiful beautiful we'll play some of that later when I when I speak to Felix, you'll hear me um, call that album "Freedom Suite" a flawed masterpiece. The flaw is the eighteen-minute drum solo. Yeah, oh boy, I mean it really is. So that's my f- favorite first favorite period. Second favorite period, and not all bands go through this anymore. And I would like to see bands reintroduce this into the um, timeline. I've got four favorite periods. I've just remembered. Second one is when they make a movie. We're big enough, guys. We've conquered. We've conquered music. We've conquered America if we're British or Europe if we're American. Our shows are amazing. Let's conquer the movies, and hardly any of them ever conquer the movie. Do you know which band I wish had made a movie? And I'm not even a big fan of theirs. But imagine if around 1978, Queen had made a movie. Oh, that would be good. That would be good, wouldn't it? Oh, wait, 444991000. Always happy to talk band movies. 
banned as in rock groups and also films that were banned. Third favourite period in the band is just, is like the, the three years after they've split up, the wilderness years, when there's disappointing solo releases and the ones you think are going to succeed don't succeed and the one that you thought you didn't even take any notice of, the Ringo of the group, the Hodgson, he goes off and has quite a few hits. You know which Beatle had the most hits straight after the Beatles splitting up? It was Ringo. He had hit after hit after hit. While the others, while McCartney was scrabbling around in, in um, sheep droppings up in Scotland, Harrison was, you know, wanging on his sitar, and John Lennon was being boring. Ringo was having hit after hit after hit. Yes, one of them was um, your beautiful. What is it? Your, your um, you're beautiful. You're sixteen and you're mine. Okay. We can also talk pedo rock. I did. There, there is. There are. A, there are a number of songs. A number of songs um, that that you you kind of. Th- and this is in the seventies and the eighties, and you kind of think. That was never right. Can I play you? Indulge me, indulge me. Alan, I will come to you in a minute. Indulge me, right? So, you know my love um, for the... uh, uh, Baby, you'll... My love for the monkeys knows no bounds, right? Knows no bounds whatsoever, right? Let me... Let me play you this David Jones song from 1982. He was singing this as late as in his 50s. Hang on a minute. Let me find a better version. Of the internet. Hang on. Hang on a minute. The internet. The internet is not doing as I'd like it to do. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. It, it, uh, my love for the monkeys. Okay, knows no bounds whatsoever. Right. I'm obsessed with them. I love them. Everything they did. Right. Everything they did. But David Jones here. You're going to hear him singing this in his thirties. He was singing this in his late 50s, right? Have a listen to this. This is into the lyrics. And the, the internet's booting up. It's being very slow. This is live in Japan, okay? Pedo Rock Special. Here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Can I be your steady guy? He's in his 30s. He was singing this in his 50s. Can I take you out on Saturday nights? Why not? Beautiful. It's lovely. Please say yes. Don't put up a fight. Bit rapey. Because I fixed it all right for Saturday nights. Romantic so far, and it's nice. You know I have a car. Cheeky. On Saturday nights, I'm a big star. Okay, everything sounds fine. My friends say watch out Why? because of how young you are. Um, but I've been watching you for some time. Think that we're gonna go sixteen. Yeah, baby, you'll soon be sixteen. She's not even sixteen. She's not even sixteen years old. And his friends are telling him, they're saying, Davy, for crying out loud. Watch out, man. She's so young. And he's like, yeah, I know, but... Whoa. It continues. Yeah, 
That's a classic grooming technique. A classic grooming technique, telling a young child that you love them. Yeah, I love you. I love you. Your parents don't love you. I love you. It continues. Baby, now when you are 16, Ooh. you're gonna be with me my whole life through. Baby, now when you are 16, you're gonna be with me your whole life through. Wow. Thing is, you'll get bored of her by the time she's nearly 17. I bet. It continues. Verse 2. Your parents say I'm not for you. Again, grooming technique, but they're right. David, you're in your 30s. You were singing this in your 50s. Imagine a 56-year-old man singing that to a 50. She's 15. She's not even 16. It's like the sun doing a countdown to when Charlotte Church was going to be 16. And we'd all get to see. Um, She's 15. And again, it's divisive. He's trying to, you know, put some distance between the girl and the parents. Classic grooming technique. It continues. Here we go. Let's just listen to that one again. Okay. Because that... Really is the dirtiest of the lines. Okay, so we know this bit, but what? But the parents don't like him, and what's his kind of little comeback there? What's his little comeback? Here we go. <laughs> Your parents say I'm not for you. They've got a point. Here we go, here we go. But they don't know me like you're gonna do. Yes, Davey. They don't seem to think young love can be true. You're in your 30s! It's true as the stars that shine in the sky. It's true as I'm looking at you. ba 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 baby you'll soon be 16. When I say I love you, I love you, baby. Now when you are 16, you're gonna be with me my whole life. Key change, baby. Baby. You think this is bad enough? He's gonna do a sex noise. He's gonna slip a sex noise in. The thing about that, and this is a, this is a genre. I did a podcast on this age ago. There is a genre of of pedo rock, and the thing about it is, the songs are very catchy. They would have to be, wouldn't they? I've got. I'll try and remember some of the other songs. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Alan, come to you after this. Gary Puckett and Young Girl. He's. I think he's. He's sending her away, isn't he? Young Girl. Get out of my mind. Does he say mind or life? Let me let me ask a musical expert. Alan? Hip, hip, hip. The phones don't work. Yes, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. The phones still don't work. Bugger. Never mind. Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. 
Never heard of it. Sorry? I've heard of it. Younger! Is it Get Out of My Mind? Yeah. In that case, he's a pedo. In the song. Well, in that yeah. case, he's a young girl, get out of my mind. Your love for me is yeah. way out of line. Better... I was way out of time. Well, okay. Better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. Why run? Why can't she stroll out? Why are you ordering children to run away from you, Gary Puckett? Gary, <laughs> more like. Oh dear. Oh dear. We're going to compile a list. And I did have a big list of this, this before. Well, we, we've, we've heard the Beach Boys and Hey Little Tomboy, of course. Hey, yeah. ye little tomboy. Hmm. We're going to compile a list of Pedo Rock and, of course, anything, anything by, um, Gary Glitter or Jonathan King. What you got I'm for Rolf us? Harris. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. Rolf Harris, um, his, there was a story in the paper recently that he was getting in trouble in prison. I don't mean shanked. Although some of the listeners yesterday would probably want him to get knifed in a, in a prison shower. That's how cold and callous they are. Yeah. Um, um, he was getting in trouble with his fellow, um, inmates for farting a lot. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Probably all that goes, because he stuck it under his didgeridoo. Um, I don't... <laughs> and he also was getting in trouble. And I, d- I deliberately don't read out... By the way, literally no other phone calls tonight, which is good, because the, bo- the, the, the phone controller in my studio is broken. But literally no phone calls tonight. I've got a feeling, Alan, I've got a feeling the, um, the um, wheels have come off this gravy train. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Car crash radio. Car crash radio, sir. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to take part, um, please call. Please, God. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound desperate, but bloody hell, please. I'm beg, I'm literally begging you to call in for. If you worry about the cost, don't worry. We call you back. We, we, we call you back. Don't worry about the cost. We call you back. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, young girl, get out of my mind. Your love for me is way out of time. Better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. Gary Bucket. What, what were the rest of the lyrics to it, though? I don't know. It was before my time. Well, so was Jesus, but you've heard of him, yeah? Yeah, we're not, we know his birthday's on Christmas Day. Well, yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Let's, um, um, let's have a look. Young girl lyrics. Let's, let's find out. I want to know how, if he's getting, like, if he's getting horny during the song, is what I want to find out, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Hang on a second. God, the internet here. Dear, dear internet. Please. It's like being on 56. It's, the page is, the page is literally loading up a line at a time. With all the charms of a woman. Oh, she's a tease. I've got the lyrics on Google. Go on, then. Re- recite them, please. Young girl, get out of my mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better one, girl. See, it was line, not time. It was girl. line, not time. Thank you, Alan. Okay. With all okay. the charms of a woman, you kept the secret of your youth. You've led me to believe you're old enough to give me love, and now it hurts to know the truth. Like power. that fella, like that footballer, like the footballer, isn't it? You said it, well, she was 16, was she? She was 15. Johnson. Well, let's, let's, I was deliberately not mentioning any names, Alan, just so we don't confuse right. that, that, that pudding. But there you go. Go on. Second lyric, second yep. verse. Yep. Beneath your perfume and makeup, you're just a baby in disguise. Yeah. And though you know that it is wrong to be alone with me, that come on, look is in your eyes. Oh. Yeah. Now, the thing is, right, 
This has been played at virtually every party I have ever been to in the 43 years of my existence. This is... And here's a... Pedo Rock. It's catchy. Continue. Right, bird lyrics. So, hurry home to your mama. Yeah. I'm sure she wonders where you are. Get out of here before I have the time to change my mind because I'm afraid we'll go oh! to Oh! So he is horny! He's yeah. saying if she doesn't get out of there, he's going to end up having sex with her, and it's her fault. Her oh, fault. Yeah. Her fault, Gary. Gary Puckett is blank. Just read those lines again for anyone that may have missed it. What the, f- what the final verse? So, hurry home to your mama. I'm sure she wonders where you are. Get out of here before I have the time to change my mind, because I'm afraid we'll go too far. Oh! Flipping at dirty pocket, dirty pocket in the teenage gap. Union gap. And I've just remembered union gap. Sorry, I've just remembered another one. Which one? That Abba. Does your mother know? Now, admittedly, they said he's sending her away. Benny and Bjorn are sending her away, but they do still sing. You can uh, dance with me, baby. Flirt a little, maybe. You can't flirt with children. It's a child. You can dance with me, baby. Flirt a little, maybe. But does your mum know you're out? What if she doesn't? Is that make it all right then, you Swedish perverts? Yeah, it starts from the very beginning. You're so hot, teasing me, but you're blue. But I can't take a chance on shit like you. That's something I couldn't do. Yeah. There's that look in your eyes. I can read in your face that your fingers are driving you on. Ah, but girl, you're only a child. I can't take a chance on you. That implies that if if um um the other members of ABBA and the press weren't around, he would take a chance. And the thing is, I can't imagine myself being in any scenario when a 14 or 15-year-old girl is like, A, would be coming on to me, and B, you go... Just, right, this stops right now, right? This, and you call, I would call witnesses over. I would say, I want, I'm, this is nothing. You're going to go. We're going to phone your mum up. I'm flattered. I'm going to get a female to talk to you. I'm going to leave the building and go home. That's what I would, I'm getting out of here. Someone, fo- I'm going to phone her mum up and tell her. Right, that's it. Done. But no, Abba writes a bloody song about it. It's outrageous. <laughs> And, and this thing was acceptable in the first place. They released it now. They'll have a voice of U-Tree on them. There would literally be U-Tree a knock-knock-knocking on their Swedish door. Dirty. We would extradition to the UK. Yeah, exactly. Right, it begins here. Let's extradite ABBA to the UK. Oh, we're out of Europe. We can't do it now. Damn you. That's another thing we got to own uh, for Farage. We can't prosecute Benny and Bjorn for sex crimes. Thanks, Farage. Perverts escape justice yet again. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I, d- does anyone here old enough, it will just be me, right, to remember a, a television programme starring, I can't remember his name, but it was called Oh, No, It's Selwyn Froggett. Does anyone remember that? No? Okay. It starred the fat lad who was in, um, Heartbeat. Bill Maynard, was that his name? He was also the gaffer. He was also in the gaffer? Anybody? No? No one remembers the gaffer. The gaffer was Bill Maynard, 
And the theme tune went, he's the gaffer. When he's walking down the street, he's the gaffer. And it was kind of like a poor man's minder, I think. That's irrelevant. What is relevant, but I'm coming to you in a second, 08444991000. What is relevant is, oh no, it's Selwyn Froggit, right? I'm speaking to, to a tiny percentage of the listeners at home now. Does anybody think that they could remake, oh no, it's Selwyn Froggit with um, Alan Caddick? Anybody? Anyone? All I remember about, oh no, it's Selwyn Froggit, if my sister's listening, she will know exactly what scene I'm going to um, talk about. Um, where he, gave, he he put on a disco and um, he had a road cone on his head. And that's all I remember. He was, I think he was, um, he was like the British Rain Man. I think that was the joke. Oh no, it's Selwyn Froggett. Anybody? I need to, I do, I, we don't talk about old TV programmes very often, but th- on this one, I could do with a little bit of help. And uh, the cat, if, if Caddick was to remake it, oh dear. Oh dear. 0844 499 1000 is the phone number. Bert, come to you after this. Carpet Martin reminds me of one that even as a child, I thought was weird. I remember it being sung by two people. The first one time I remember it being sung was by Potsy Webber on Happy Days, right? The second time, and this is the, the version that you may remember, dear listener, 0844 499 1000, Sasha Distel. Thank heavens for little girls. That was... And also not as catchy. Distel's perhaps greatest crime was that it was not as catchy. Uh, Gary Puckett. Both those songs that we've had, right? Puckett and Jones. Baby, You'll Soon Be 16 and Young Girl. Really big choruses that you, you can sing along. I remember family parties. Where Gary Puckett, everyone was singing along to Gary Puckett. It's one of those songs, isn't it? Right. It's uh, it's one of those songs that you you sing for years, and then years and years later, you you get to read the lyrics. You get the CD, and you're reading the lyrics. Go, flipping hell! I never. I've been I've been singing it all this time, and I never knew it was about that. Blimey! Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, Bert. Hip 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 Bert. How you doing? Quiet on the phones, Bert. Quiet yeah, on the phones. Yeah, caller, I thought I'd alleviate your quietness. Well, I, it is appreciated. Thank you. Uh, I remember that Selwyn Froggett programme, even though it was a little bit before my time. But I remember my nan um, having it on, watching repeats of it. And I remember there was a character who always used to say magic and put his thumbs up. Um, that was it! Magic! And, it, and there was a really boring Scouse guy in it, but I, I can't remember a great deal else. I, re- I he, was, he was, um... I'm gonna... S- I don't... He was, um, in the 70s, I think we would have said he was retarded. <laughs> I, I think we'd, well, the, the, I don't know if we'd say that now. No, we, no, we wouldn't say that now, but I remember, I, but it, 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 I think the joke was that he was, um, cat's mouthing the word simple to me as though that's better. I think, <laughs> I think, um, you know, the joke was that he was, um, um, mentally deficient in some way. And that was the joke. Because he, he wasn't, he, he, I was going to say he wasn't all there. God almighty, we're, we're sinking into a 70s <laughs> black hole of, I can't, can't <laughs> say black hole, blimey! Um, but that was the gag. The gag was that he, uh, he, he wasn't, you know, he was, he was mentally deficient. And, um, he, that he would get into scrapes by the fact that he was, you know, not very bright. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Magic. I was, yes. I was thinking about, uh, the P-Day Rock playlist as well. <laughs> yeah, go on. It's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> um, my immediate thought was, um, the, 
smash hit film Top Gun had the song Playing With The Boys by Kenny Loggins. Um, and it, it was during that homoerotic scene where they were all playing... Uh, bat, no, netball? No, not netball. Uh, yeah, um, not the one with the thing in the middle. Um, what? Volleyball. Volleyball, 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 yes. Yeah, the volleyball scene where they're playing volleyball and, and they're all being really masculine and their top's off and this song starts playing in the background. And... Uh, Part of part of the um, the chorus is one of life's simple joys is playing with the boys. What was? Hang on a minute. What song is this? It's playing with the boys by Kenny Loggins. <laughs> but but well, but he doesn't mean. He, no, well, hang on. No, <laughs> he doesn't mean. Well, he, he doesn't. He's not. Were, t- were you in Kenny Loggins' head when he wrote that? No, song? but he just means going out with the with the lads with the geezers. Yeah, He's having a geezer well, break. I I don't know. I don't know. He. I'm, I'm not sure about that. It is, it is, um, uh, there, there is, there is, um, uh, Gary Glitter. I mean, Gary Glitter. I'm a big Gary Glitter fan, right? And I, I say this, and I've said this before. I am a big Gary Glitter fan. I, um, like his music, and I liked his music. And I'm not saying this to be controversial. Uh, and I like watching document, I, uh, documentaries about him. I find his, what he did, of course, and I have to say this because some people won't be listening, as was proven yesterday. I find, of course, his crimes and the man himself abhorrent, right? But, the music's great. The music was mainly the best songs are written by Mike Leander, who is, is sadly no longer with us. He was the genius. But he left a lot of clues in his music in plain sight. He was hiding really? in plain sight. So, do you want to touch me there? Yeah, that's fine. That's fair enough. There was what was um, oh, that was it. He had a B side to the Dance Me Up single called um, oh, hang on a minute. Hang on. Give me. Uh, um, um, oh, what was it? I just had it in my head. Hang on. Too young, too young, too young to dance. Too young to take a cha-cha-chance. He was telling us all the time. All the flipping time. Uh, we should have we seen it. We sh- but we should have... Well, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Because I don't want to make light about the crimes. And I was going to say we should have seen it coming. And then I realised that would... And I don't. I don't want to make light about the crimes at all, at all, at all. There'll be people mishearing this slightly. And think, oh, he's making jokes about people. Not at all. Not at all. We're just looking for songs that you, you listen to you completely inappropriate. My sister... Um, good evening, um, Joe. Um, it reminded me of the theme tune to um Selwyn Froggett simply by writing down the lyrics na 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 never mind na 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 never mind na 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 never mind that's all i remember that's the theme tune to Selwyn Froggett it was a real program guys the 70s um, I was this as I was driving in. Okay, I'm really digging at the moment. Radio Four Extra because I got DAB in the car now. Um, I'm really digging Radio Four Extra, and they play some amazing stuff. A brilliant documentary on the way home last night about um, when Harry met Sally. Brilliant. A couple of weeks ago, they were playing this um, 1952 radio series by Orson Welles that hadn't been played since 1952. Absolutely brilliant. And they do a lot of comedies, and sometimes I go and earn a dollar there, right? They were playing this thing... uh, When I was driving in, it was about 7 o'clock, and it was... the. By the way, Radio 4 have remade 
some lost episodes of Hancock. And when I heard this, I thought, oh, they're going to be, it's going to be like when, um, um, Paul Merton filmed. Do you remember when Paul Merton in the nineties for ITV refilmed some Hancock episodes? You remember that? Oh, there was thinkers. And this series was on Radio 4. And I remember, um, hearing about it, I think, oh, this is going to, oh, it's going to be a stinker. It went half funny. I listened to it today. It was, it was, it was proper funny, proper funny. If you bought into it, if you really bought into it and went, right, that's Hancock. That's, it was about a matador. It was about a matador of all things. That's Hancock. That's Kenneth Williams and that's Sig James. Um, forget the slightly ropey impressions and you really buy into it. It was a lot of fun. Craig and Andy, stay there. I'll come to you in a second. 08444991000. It was really good. Uh, and then I went to Radio 4 Extra and they, were playing i'm gonna guess it was from the 70s i'm gonna guess 1976 and that's a pure guess it had derek guyler in it remember derek guyler do you remember derek guyler he was the caretaker in please sir god i'm old god i'm old he was good actor really good actor um i just didn't talk like that i'm gonna do a derek guyler well well no i can't anyway so derek guyler and it was called the men from the ministry it was awful and i don't and i and i couldn't stop listening to it because it was so weak in its humor right and i was i was trying to think okay well this is this is 40 years old perhaps 40 years ago this would have been seen as a lot funnier now of course it's it's impossible to imagine what people would have found funny 40 years ago but the audience weren't laughing very much there was an audience there and they weren't laughing very much and it was just, well, it was so hackneyed and cliched. It might have been earlier than the 70s, actually. And I was thinking, well, maybe it wasn't cliched then. Maybe that, but I, I, there was nothing saving about it at all. Nothing redeeming about it at all. It was awful, but I could not stop listening to it because it was so bloody bad. There are still, there are still programs like that on Radio 4 today there is one um and i have to be so careful because i tweet this stuff now and i've got to stop tweeting because i don't mean to do it to be rude but i've tweeted while something poor has been on the six thirty comedy slot on radio four and then one of my followers has gone yeah i produced that um i've done that and i've had a couple of conversations with people where i've apologized and uh, you know we've we, we've kissed and made up so i'm not going to mention any names because i think that would be unfair but there are there are i can think of two um the, the series that have recently ended on radio four comedy shows that are just oh i mean it's like was this 1952 what are you doing it's radio man you know you know it's radio and you can build anything, you can be anywhere and you can do anything for pretty much free, you know, with sound effects and stuff, pretty much for free. You can create any kind of atmosphere and instead it's just these lumpen, wooden, lame scripts that would have fitted in the 70s, you know, just awful. Anyway, I'm going off on a rant. Craig, Andy, Tris, stay there. 0844 499 thinks he's gone. Never mind. Planning trips abroad. Never mind. Stratford is his aim. To share in Shakespeare's fame. The committee knows his game. So never mind. So never mind. 
a significant number in the 70s, oh wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand, of um, um, really boring comedies that were kind of set in Yorkshire. That, you know, I mean, when I say Yorkshire, what I mean is there was a brass band on the theme tune and um, they had um, tiny little back gardens and an alleyway. You know, like at the back of the, st- the houses in Coronation Street, they were like that. So Yorkshire is a massive generalisation. Um, I'm from the uh, liberal elite media, of course. I have no idea what you people get up to. Uh, so there was there was um, there was Selwyn Froggett. There was um, a bit of a do. Remember a bit of a do. I'm so old. I'm literally I'm talking to children. A bit of a do. Uh, Shine on Harvey Moon. Um, there was the one about the funeral parlour. That wasn't Harvey Moon, was it? The funeral parlour. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get there in the end. Um, uh, Andy wants to join in. Good evening, Andy. Oh, hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Andy. Aye, that's magic, that is. Uh, I remember, magic. I remember Selwyn Froggett. It was rubbish, wasn't it? It was rubbish, but, you know, like, it was kind of gentle humour, you know, um, uh, um, Gentle humour, so, so not, not funny. Not being very nice to a man who was a, a, a little bit, um, shall we say, uncomplicated. Yeah, he was. He was. He was um, mentally uh, undeveloped, wasn't he? That was. That was the joke. Yes, he was. That, that was, was the joke. That was the joke. Oh, the seventies. Yes. No one mentions yeah. that. We all. Everyone mentions um, "Love Thy Neighbour." Oh, it's racist. Oh, blah, blah. Wait, no, what about Selwyn Froggett? They were mocking, mm. you know, uh, mental illness. Ah, I I, I recently saw um, um, an episode of On the Buses. Oh, yeah. On the TV. And, you know, while I kind of remembered it fondly and and watched it and kind of chuckled a little bit, it really was very weak. Yeah, no, I I think even at the time, On the Buses was was considered to be poor. Yeah. You know, you know, there's a new, you know, there's um, an Ab Fab movie out, right? And we've had the um, the in betweeners movies and all that. Of course, it all started with those old um, sitcoms. There's a Steptoe and Son, the two Steptoe and Son movies, and in one of them, um, the young man calls the old man a winker. I'm sure he does. <laughs> so there's two Steptoe and Son movies. There's, I think, two On the Buses movies. Ooh, yeah, there's, there's two On the Buses. Which, now, the movies are actually not bad. Yeah. The, uh, I tell you the movie I liked, and I, I tell you why, because I, I saw it at a young age. I was, it was, I was prepubescent. Bear with me. Mm. Um, but I, I started to feel affection, not lust, affect, romantic affection towards certain women, right? Mm-hmm. And the one that really got me was the Please Sir movie. I was just thinking of the Please yeah. Sir movies. What was the name of that blonde woman that was uh, that was um, oh. his girlfriend in the movies? I can't remember any of the characters' names. I know there was the guy that was like a, he, he was like a tramp, and he had like yeah. a mouse in his pocket, and he was poor, and they smuggled him because the, the film was in Police Sir. The, the, the premise of the film was they all went on a school trip, didn't they? Yes, um, and they smuggled the poor guy um on the back of the bus and there was the nerdy girl that had that really fancied john alderton that's right but i and then I, there, there was a slightly tarty girl as yes well, wasn't yes 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 and that's not being rude that was that was the character I, there was yes. a dark-haired girl as well who was a little bit prim proper she was the one i had emotional attachment towards really yeah yeah i didn't go for the tarty one isn't that funny you can go for no no 
good um, film. That was a good film, that, the Police Sir movie. Yeah, it was a good film. It was a good film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and another one, here's another one from the 70s that would never be allowed now, is Mind yeah. Your Language. Yeah, I, I, I watched that. Here's the thing, right? I, um, uh, about a year ago, I was talking about that in Another Life. And, um, I decided to go and watch an episode of it to see if it was racist. Mm. It's not racist at all. Isn't it? I, isn't no, it? It's a bit no. stereotypical, though. Stere- isn't it? It's, it's stereotypical. Bit... Yeah, they, they are. They are racial stereotypes. You know, there mm. is. Um, that, I mean, there is the sexy French woman who lives. I believe she lives in Cornwall now. And <laughs> um, there was the uh, the um, Indian man. You know, who waggled his head. So there were racial stereotypes. But it was, if anything, if anything. It was all about cohesion and communities joining together and being able to laugh and appreciate each other's differences. It was, I mean, it wasn't that funny, but it was actually quite charming. Who was, did they make a film of Mind Your Language? I think they did, yeah. And they, there was also a, a subsequent series of it a few years later that was extremely yep. terrible. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, yeah, I'm good. Well, tomorrow I'm going to find the film and watch it. It was, what mm. was the name of the guy that was in it? Really good actor, Barry. Um, um, yeah, Barry, I can't remember. Barry Edwards? Was it Barry Edwards? Something like that. If I was on, if I was on Mastermind and the time was ticking away, I would say Barry Edwards. It's always best mm-hmm. to give an answer on Mastermind rather than passing, because they... And the, 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 the Indian Barry guy Evans. on it was... Yeah, the, yeah Evans. Yeah. Barry Evans, that was it. Yeah, thank you, Catherine. The, the Indian guy that, that um, played the Indian character in it was the same... He was, like, the stock Indian actor that was... That, that yeah. was on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was... Yeah, if you um, needed an Indian actor, you had him. Yeah, there was, um, there was the, uh, Italian guy. It was good, yeah. it was, it was, it wasn't that funny, but it certainly wasn't racist. Yeah. Uh, Barry Evans, now there's a sad story. He was like a big fit... He was a middling British film star in the 60s and made, I think he was in a film called Here We Go Round the Mulberry Bush, like a typical 60s sex farce. Okay. And he made um, quite a few films and series. And I think uh-huh. I think after Mind Your Language, he didn't work again. And he no. ended up being a, a minicab driver. Oh, really? Oh, have I got this right? Now, here we go. Now I really am. I could be making stuff up, Andy. I think he was murdered. <laughs> Well, was, well, that was an evil laugh, and I accuse you, Andy! No, I, no, 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 it's not, it's just that it's like you think you may have made it up. I think Barry Evans was murdered... Oh, um, have to research that. As a, mini, ...as a minicab driver. I think he was, and I think it may have been something to do with, um... Was he gay as well, and was that part of it? I don't... I, I'm, oh, I, 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 we will find out. I'm sorry. have to research that. Uh, we will find out before the end of the show. If anyone's got any... Ian, um, can, I, yes. can I ask you about another TV show? that I, I, I'm, Anytime I've ever asked anyone about the show, no one can remember it. Yeah. So either I dreamt it, or it really happened, and I was the only person that watched it. John Pertwee presented it. Yes. It was called Who Done It? Uh, go on, give me some more details. I'm remembering this. Okay. Yes. It was a, like a, it was like a panel quiz show where they had celebrities in a panel. Yep, and, and they would show a film of some sort of some crime that had yep. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like Cluedo. And then, yeah, kind of like yeah, exactly. And then the, they'd go back to the to the to the celebrities, and and the celebrities would be able to ask for a particular um, part of the film to be reshown. And they were able to. They were allowed to ask questions, and the idea was that one of them would work out in the end who committed the murder. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah, I remember that. It was good. That. You're the only person I have ever spoken to in my entire life who remembers that. Well, Andy asks, I'm a very, very old man. 
someone on uh, Twitter. Are we really talking old 70s TV shows? Not kids shows. And we're not really, which is just the way the conversation has gone. I just had, uh, we started off with, uh, you can call in about anything, by the way, guys. I don't want you to think that this is, you know, a formatted um, kind of uh, thing. Call in about anything you want. I was talking about um, songs that sounded like they were being sung by paedophiles because the lyrics were um, uh, distasteful. Um, And I've got no idea how we got into Selma Froggett. I don't know. So, no, we're not talking about shows from the 70s. We're talking about Selwyn Froggett specifically. 0844 499 is the telephone number. Tris and Craig, uh, we'll come to you in a minute. Uh, I should, I meant to do this at the top of the show. I knew there was something. Um, the podcast has changed ever so slightly. For those, so for those of you who listen to the first couple of hours of the show and then fall asleep, I know that some of you do, or listen to the first hour. Uh, uh, we, uh, the, the podcast before was kind of taken from the first hour, generally. Uh, we have changed that, and that Catherine now basically takes big chunks, the whole of it, big chunks, the whole last hour, big bits from the last hour. It's it's compiled from bits from the last hour. So if you fall asleep or you miss it or whatever, it'll be work. What I'm trying to say is download the bloody podcast, you plebs. Download it, please. Um, and if you weren't downloading it because you tried it and you thought, well, it's just the first hour. Well, it's not now. It's kind of the last hour. So spread the good news, guys. Spread the good news, and it's on iTunes and your usual podcast providers. Type in Ian Lee and talk, and it pops up. Uh, we've had no women calling in yet so far. I'm, I, I, I'm aware it's it's painfully quiet on the phones. I don't know if everybody's um, um, upping their Labour membership. You know everyone that joined Labour last year to vote for Jeremy Corbyn, or whenever it was? They have to pay an extra £25 if they want to vote in this next one. That's clever. Bye, Labour! Bye, Labour Party! Bye! Bye! Go on! Ta-ta! It's finished, isn't it? The Labour Party's finished, isn't it? It's quite sad. Um... Tris! Hip, hip, hip! Hip, 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 Tris! How you doing, my friend, all right? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. What, what you got for us? Um, couple of bits. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed Film Ring last night, but I know you don't seem sure about it. I'm unsure, I'm unsure about it, yeah, I don't know if we'll do it again. I'll, I'll think about it. What, what do you think of that? Um, um, I, I, I'm having a great period of self-doubt about everything. I mean, everything. Yeah. Everything. No, Cass, can you come I and know. check the, the, the fan in here, because it's bloody hot in here. I'm sweating like a good un. Just getting Catherine. But you had, a, come you in. had an incredible week last week, didn't you? You were so busy last week. Good week last week. Not such a good week this week, it would appear. Maybe maybe the bubble has burst. I don't know. You know, we'll, 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 we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But I'm just... Uh, uh, I'm going... I'm having a... Re- oh, there it is. I felt it. Oh, I felt that. I felt that, Kath. Whatever you just did, I'll have that again. There it is. There it is. Cool air. Here comes the cool air. Here comes the air. Um... I'm just having a period of self-doubt, Tris, about everything in my life. Literally everything is um, being questioned and torn apart. And uh, I can't, I'm not, I can't sleep. And I'm anxious. And you know, um, you know when your left arm is quite, quite tingly? Yeah. I've had that for two weeks. Which can't, that can't be a good thing, can it? You haven't got a problem with your heart, have you? No, you I don't check, know. You get that checked out. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but life's hard, mate, you know? Yeah. 
Anyone that says it isn't's lying to you. We all struggle. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, everyone's struggling. There's, there's, and no, it... there's no answer. There's no solution. It's hard. It's hard work, mate. It is our work, and I can't run to my mum and dad, because my dad's dead, and my mum's, you know, not particularly with it, man. So, um, it's, you just got to deal with get up and deal with it, but I don't know if I can. So, tomorrow, I am intending to spend the whole day in bed. That's the plan, Stan. I'm spending the whole day in bed, and I might go for a little run, and that's it. That's all I'm doing. You're back on your exercise kick now, because well, it slipped for a bit, didn't it? Yeah, you know, the, what the food, the food hasn't been great. The food was good today. I had a week of, of eating a load of old crap and um yeah i went for a run on saturday and I'll, I'll, i might go for a run tomorrow i don't know i don't know yeah. i'm tired i'm tired tris i'm tired of it all do you know what i mean anyway it's hard work yeah i um uh, i uh went to my I, I i've got this real thing i hate getting my hair cut i really hate getting my hair cut and i'll only get my hair cut if there's no queue yeah and i go to the i, I, I saw this i was in guildford the other day and i saw this chap um this this barber who um he had no one in there Really cheap, eight quid for a haircut. So I thought, yeah, we'll do that. Beautiful. Straight in, I sat down, and he says, uh, "He says razor or scissors." So I say scissors, and he just starts cutting. He's got two haircuts, <laughs> but it took him about six minutes. Hang on a minute, he got two. He got two haircuts. He's he's got. He, I think in his in his armor. Oh, in his repertoire. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one with yeah. scissors, one with one oh, with a razor. I, just, I said scissors straight away. Off he goes. No chatting, which I like. Yeah, I don't and like the conversation at the hairdressers. I get very anxious. Yeah, so do I. I don't like it at all. It's um Saying that, saying that, he, I see I see I, a lovely I see a lovely young lady called Jo, who is brilliant and if I'm quiet she'll be quiet and if I talk she'll talk. She's she, I mean all she does is ask me about Rylan and I say I say I haven't seen for ages. But she's lovely actually. I like Jo a lot. I I found a hairdresser that I can you know, is alright. But yeah, I, I I do suffer from hairdressing anxiety, definitely. Yeah, and I, I feel, I feel so, when they start talking to you, I feel sort of duty-bound to talk back, because they're so close to you, and they're touching you. But anyway, at the end of this haircut, you know they normally do the thing with a mirror at the back? Yeah. He just, he finished cutting, he went, it's good, and physically pushed me out the Beautiful. chair. Beautiful. <laughs> I respect <laughs> that. Great. I told, I tell Joe, I, me and Joe, we've got rid of the, the mirror at the back of the head routine. I've said, don't do yeah. that anymore. She said, why? I said, well... Because I know what it will look like. It will look like the back of my head, but neater. I, you know, yeah. I know what you're doing. I, when, I never see the back of my head. I know that no. she's done a good job. She's done, you know, got the it's all wherever I want it, all straight. And so I don't need to see the back of it. Beautiful. Yeah, let's just save that and let's get out. He was great. Yeah, and I'm not a vain man. It's just made me a bit neater. That's all he, I need. Chris, that's exactly. How I'm going to do the rude thing now, where I cut you off because I have no fader. Oh, and I cut you off before you. I said that, so you won't have heard it. But the, I have no fader. So if I cut you off. Um, rather quickly in these phone calls. It's because I have no fader. Um, Craig, stay there. 0844-499-1000. So, Pedo Rock, Selwyn Froggett, and not looking at the back of your head when you've had a haircut. That's an hour of radio down, guys. Talk Radio. Yes, dear listener, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. Um, what are we talking about? Pedo Rock, um, Selwyn Froggett, not getting uh, and not looking at the back of your hair well hairdresser anxiety um just as a whole really because it, it's a tense time i need to get a haircut as well uh, it's a tense time guys oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand we call you back i'm ian lee this is talk radio late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk one, two, three, three. 
That is good. That is a good song. That is a good song. Uh, we've got Felix, who's the lead singer and the keyboardist from The Rascals, coming on a little bit uh, later on. Uh, uh, I spoke to him the other day, and he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. Uh, you know, he talks about um, playing with the Beatles in Germany and stuff. Wow. Flipping heck. Um, oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, we're all a bit tired. It's Tuesday night. It's been really crappy weather. We're all a little bit tired and feeling a little bit fragile. So we're, we're gently picking our way through the show this evening. What have we talked about? Um, Peter Rock, songs by, um, you know, I'm not suggesting that the artists are in any way, um, you know, have those tendencies, but the lyrics, you kind of think, ah, you're singing a love sexy song to a child. It's not appropriate. Gary Puckett, young girl. Um, Abba, does your mother know? David Jones, baby, you'll soon be 16. Um, 08444991000, Selwyn Froggett, Barry Evans, and, um, hairdresser Anxiety. Julie's on the line. Yes, Julie? Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Julie. Um, actually, I was going to talk about haircuts, but I just thought of, how about that, um, song that Givens for little girls? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, I think we mentioned, we did mention oh, that we, one. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Sasha Distel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, we... So back to haircuts. Um, can you tell me something, Ian? I'm really, I'm quite surprised that men are having anxiety about haircuts. Why? Uh, I don't know because I suppose there's. I, don't, I think it's kind of been fairly 
simple. So what would be your anxiety? What do you mean it's simple? Are you nuts? <laughs> You're paying a stranger. You have to sit and let a stranger touch you. And also it's that weird thing, right, of they're look you're looking in the mirror. So it's constant eye contact. You've got, constantly got to make eye contact with them. On it, I have never left a hairdresser's and not had an absolutely terrible headache at the end of it. Can I ask you a question? How much do you pay for a haircut? I, um, I pay £28 for my haircuts. Because there's that... Um, £29, £29, because I go, to a, I go to a salon. I go to a salon. When I got them cut in London, yeah. I got them cut by, this, by a brilliant, another Joe, but it was a bloke. Absolutely brilliant. Genius. A genius with the hair. He did Dermot O'Leary's hair. I'd pay 40 quid a pop then, but he was good. But the thing is, when you find somebody you're happy with, yeah. you will pay that, won't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I could never do that thing. We, uh, the, the, the last call, I think, was it Tris? Um, I, I, could, I could never go to, like, you know, those haircuts where it's, it's eight quid. I can't, I can't do it. Couldn't do yeah, it. My, my, hus- my husband goes to uh, like a Turkish barber shop, and every time he comes back, he'll say to me, "How badly did you mess it up this time?" Yeah, because at the back, his hair would be like two inches like, above. I, ca- I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, and also twenty nine quid in the great scheme of things is not a lot of money for yeah. a, for a haircut. You can pay a lot more than that. I once well, had, um, thanks to Bob Mortimer, I once had my haircut in a salon for free. Right, there's, there's this woman called Ashley. She was really good. We, we filmed a pilot show together. And um, had I paid her for that haircut, Go on. it would have cost one hundred pounds. Mm. But you for a bloke's for a bloke's haircut, bloke, that's exactly. a lot of money. Yeah, that, yeah, that is a lot of money. Yeah, an awful lot of money for a bloke. But you see, women have that kind of well, women's haircuts are just gem- generally more expensive. Yeah. Um, but I have I have anxiety about having new hairdressers. Yeah. Oh yeah. I always oh. I always think. Are they going to give me a bad haircut yeah. just because um, they want to just do something nasty? When I moved out of London, and I moved out of London, so it made it difficult to go and see my, my bloke Joe, and also I stopped earning the kind of moolah that I was earning, where I could justify 40 quid a month on a haircut. And so I had to find a new hairdresser. And I spent days on the internet looking at um, the names of hairdressing salons, the location in the town, looking at the frontage of the hairdressers to try and get an idea of what the business was was like, and then picking someone. Then I found my salon, and then picking someone within that salon. Flipping heck. Yeah, and you tough. see, the thing is that when they, when they say to you at the end, you know, and how, how do you like it, by that stage, it's actually too late yep, yep. to say if you don't, if you don't like it. Has anyone ever, and I know, actually, some people have, has anyone ever, like, so do you like it? Nope. Nope. Oh. No, because I'm, I'm too, I'm too polite to say it. So the woman did, did my hair, and I, she just made me look like, look like my mum. And what do you say at the end? Do you like it? No, I think you've made me look a bit old. What, what, what do you say? You can't really say anything. You just say, yeah, it's lovely, thank you, and you just never go there again. Well, this is it. I can't imagine anyone has ever sat there and gone, nope, nope. We're going to do a bit more work on this. This is, no, this is not good. I mean, with, with, with dying and stuff, I can understand that, you know, and, 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 and tints and things. I can, I can imagine someone might go, well, you've not done it right. Yeah. You missed a bit. Well, that's a bit. But with an actual bog standard cut, someone going, nah, nah, this, nah, we <laughs> need, by that time, this it's, isn't, it's, it's, this, I'm late. not you leaving. Can't say, 
you can't say stick it back on. And you know that if you say you don't like it, then the person who's just done a bad haircut on you has got to try and make it right, no. and then you don't trust them to try and make it right. Here's another thing as well, the tip flipping it. The tip. I haven't tipped for years just because I, the, 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 I don't get it. I put what I do with, with the place I go to now is I put uh, Christmas when they have like the Christmas pot. I put twenty quid in there at Christmas. I do that. That's all the tips for for all the year. Sometimes I don't get. Sometimes I don't get my haircut at Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Do you have somebody different wash your hair to cut your hair? Huh? Do you have your hair washed when you have it? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Cut. Yeah. So usually in my style, somebody different washes it to the person who cuts it or maybe who dries it and then it's like i don't know which person to give oh this is this is and you ask why i have anxiety really (laughs) you see what (laughs) i mean i just thought that men's haircuts i I didn't think that men were bothered by it if i'm honest julie i'm gonna do that rude thing where i cut you off (laughs) because i haven't got a fader uh yes sad news um uh, a lot of you've been asking me to get anders weberg on the show who's anders weberg he's making the film that is 720 hours long he's just replied basically saying no so that's that's um bad news for fans of anders verberg and films that are 720 hours long hey paul paul goes to gets his haircut at joe say hello to to joe next time you sit in the one in london because he's um he's good he's brilliant um uh, look, look why does this person I've, I've had this person set up three separate twitter accounts this evening to have a pop at me oh and i'm seeing the police this week so that'll get that sorted i've seen the police this week yeah yep 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 you know who you are i'm seeing the police this week i've got an appointment booked in and i shall be um giving them your details oh and all of the screen grabs thanks for that um craig yeah Craig. I've got two pedo songs for you. Thank you very much indeed. There's a there's a start to a phone call, yes. But did you ever watch Talking Pictures TV on Sky or I don't know what that is. Well it's it's a film channel. It's a free channel, even on free view is free. Yeah. But it plays mostly it plays fifties and sixties films. Yeah. And there's loads of uh, musicals and British rock bands playing in music songs, uh, movies. Oh, well, 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 I don't, well, I don't, I don't have Sky. Will it be on that? It's, it's on Sky. It's a I, free channel. I don't have Sky. Will it be on that? It's on Freeview as well. I don't really have Freeview. We have a Sky. Well, we have the Sky Box, but that's Freeview now, isn't it? Because we don't pay for yeah. the Sky. Okay, right. If even if even the ones even if it hasn't got a. Uh, a sky card that's active you can still watch okay this channel. that's how to do three, it, four, it. Three, it uh, 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 i got um um yes okay that good well i'll i'll, I'll, I'll and they show they show all the old um bands in movies do they yeah there was like a jerry and the pacemakers music musical very cross the mersey yeah i spent i paid a fortune for that on on dvd but hooky dvd it's terrible and it's got savile in it <laughs> yeah but there's loads of them, and it's like Tommy Steele song, uh, uh, films, all those sorts of things. My boys, my f- one of the, the my boys' f- most requested film clips on my phone is Tommy Steele singing "Flashbang Wallop." The boys love that. They think it is. Have you ever seen that clip? Um, maybe as a kid. Oh, mate, go on YouTube it. Tommy Steele, "Flashbang Wallop." It is. 
an abs- it's about six and a half minutes long. It is an absolute masterpiece. A man at the peak of his performing powers. It's incredible. I will watch that. Catherine, sorry, the, it's getting hot in here again. Can you come and have a little look at the old um, doodah? It's getting very, very hot in here. Very hot, Craig. And it can't be the um, excellent conversation. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm sweating like a pig. It is warm, isn't it? What have you done? You've done so- Well, you've done something. Don't. Today. Steady. Oh, auto. No. But hang on. We're just doing the, uh, the, uh... 33. What is it on? 33? Who's on 33? Flipping it, Craig. She put it on 33. Well, no, you were the last person to touch it. I don't do Celsius. Oh, uh, I know do I, but I want. It, I like it on 16. This doesn't go down to 16. It only goes down to 17. It was up at 33. Yeah. Flipping Ada. My BBC weather or my apps are Fahrenheit. I can't stand the new Celsius. Yeah, I'm, I'm old money as well. I was that strange generation where I can, I can, I prefer centimeters. Yeah. But I can do inches, but I prefer centimeters. Um, but I measure myself in feet, That's it. and I still do miles, and I'm pounds and ounces. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm 47, so I'm about five years older than you and I. So it's that sort of era. Yeah. Anything else, Craig? The pedo song. Oh, yeah, yeah, go on. Well, ABBA's got previous, because they got Dancing Girl as well. Well, how old is Dancing Girl, though? She's young and sweet, only 16. Well, 16's legal. And it, 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 uh, in the, in Spain, up until recently, it was 13, wasn't it? The age of consent. 13. They've, they've just, one of the states in America have just put a law through saying 12-year-olds can't get married. <laughs> you have well, to get your parents' permission, mind, yeah. but 12. Uh, and the other one, it's a bit of a joke one, isn't it? But uh, save all your kisses for me. Seva, oh no, that no, I'm not going to. Brother of man, and not Pete. No, 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 no. That's a, that's. Oh, she a, was only three. Yeah, no, exactly. But it's like his little girl. I said it was a joke one. Well, I'm going to give you a joke one right in your hooter in a minute. My fist, I'm going to punch you. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes, Ed. Hey, 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 Ian. Hey, 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 Ed. Is this is this an okay volume? Um. What? Hello. Yes. Hello. Why? No, just, I'm 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 staying for a conference in the halls of residence, so I'm just trying to keep the volume. It's a good volume for me, and I'm I'm good. I'm hoping it's a good volume for all of those stoners. I mean, students <laughs> that are um, relaxing there. They won't even be at home yet, for goodness sakes. It's nineteen no. nineteen minutes past eleven on a Tuesday night. They'll be out having it large. Yeah, but it'll be like holiday makers and people. But anyway, oh, oh, um, yes, of course, right, yes, yes. What you got, um, for said? Well, I, I didn't want. Keep it too formulaic, but um, I was hearing what you're saying about 70s kind of sitcoms and 80s sitcoms. Yeah. And it just, you probably talked about this before, but one of the people I think is really interesting, he was massive when I was a kid, and he retired from public life because he got ill, um, but he was huge, Go was on, uh, Richard O'Sullivan. Richard O'Sullivan, I knew you were going to say it. Richard O'Sullivan, one of this country's greatest ever actors. The stuff, Robin's Nest... George yeah. and Mildred. Me and my girl. Me and my girl. Yeah, that was on Friday nights. Friday nights, me and my girl. Here we go. It all links up. When I um, moved to a Muswell Hill in North London, 
I was accosted in a bank by a man who said he, he knew Ricky Gervais, and I was recently finished working with Ricky Gervais. He was mm. a hairdresser, and he said, um, come, come, I've worked with Ricky Gervais and Amy Winehouse. I suspect there was a certain uh, amount of BS going on there. Um, but his hairdressing salon was just around the corner from me, and I went... And I went several times. And you know that thing we were just talking about, about when you get a really bad haircut, does anyone ever speak out? Yeah. I didn't. And he, and I went back. I kept going back. I was like, it was like he'd groomed me and I would keep going back <laughs> and he would keep abusing my hair and keep doing awful, awful haircuts. Worst haircuts I've ever had in my life. Even worse than when my mum's friend, Carol Pratchett, used to come round and my mum would give her a fiver to do all of our hair. Um, and, and he, he was, he played the boyfriend of, um, uh, Richard O'Sullivan's daughter in Me and My Girl. Oh, right. There we go. That was, there was a point to, uh, there was a point to that. Uh, but Richard O'Sullivan was great. Didn't he, um, he's still alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he just he retired from public life when he got ill, I think. But what did That's he get cool. ill, what did he get ill with? I know well, he, he... According to Wikipedia, he had a stroke. Right. Um... But he was absolutely everywhere, well, well into the 90s, and kind of it was a big part, like you said, of the, of the weekend schedules. I mean, we, me and my girlfriend have got, like, uh, quite an obsession about like, like 70s sitcoms and stuff, and we've been watching Man About the House. Yeah. And um, Man About the House is, it, I think, one of the big issues with, like in Man About the House, one of the big issues with sitcoms of that era is they're more like soap operas. Yeah. We were watching an episode of the other day, it was about um, a breathalyzer test, and it just wasn't a funny situation. No. But it just had, like, a, the odd pun in it, and it was, you know, so it wasn't great stuff, but he was really great. Which from the one of the two young ladies in Robin's Nest, no, Man About the House, mm. were, you, um, w- w- were you more attracted to? <laughs> um... Sally, oh, Sally oh, Tomsit, Sally Tomsit, or Paula Wilcox? Uh, probably Sally Tomsit. But honest. yeah, well, then we get on great because I'm a Paula Wilcox kind of guy. Right. She, there was something. She's got a slightly wonky eye, Paula Wilcox. Uh, but Sally Tomsit's got the teeth actually as well. So it's you know, give with one, take with the other. But uh, yeah, I was a Paula Wilcox kind of guy. But Richard O'Sullivan, yeah, I think he lives. There's a very famous. Um, like retirement home That's right, for out yeah. of work actors who've who've you know who've who've worked all their lives but have fallen on hard times That's and i think right. he lives there doesn't he i believe so yes and the other thing i was just going to say um is um or if, if you want a really terrible comedy um Oh, what's it called? That's my boy. That's a really. That's my boy. That's my boy. Uh, that's my boy with Molly Sugden and that tall posh man whose name escapes yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but the other, the other, the other thing I was going to say is, um, on the buses is something that we watch a lot. Um, I, I don't know why, because we don't find it funny, but, um, and there were, there were three films rather than two. Three. But there, were, there was also a sequel, um, called Don't Drink the Water. Oh, blimey. Which was, uh, around Blakey, uh, going to Spain. And it, oh. it, I mean, it, that is, a, that is a utter genius. <laughs> I'm si- I'm just I'm just looking on uh, Amazon uh, for Richard O'Sullivan because uh, I would wouldn't it be great to buy a book about him? But of course there isn't one. Someone go and do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, yeah. I'm, of course, I'm reminded he was in Dick Turpin, which was brilliant. Yes. Dick Turpin and Swift Nick. That was cracking. Here's a I film I've like... never heard of. The title is, <clears throat> and it's got Richard O'Sullivan. Um, oh, I don't. Know. Can you keep it up for a week? <laughs> <laughs> It's on the Best of British collection. 
That sounds like a Robin Asquith film. Yeah, well, it looks like Robin Asquith on the cover, but it isn't. Let's read the synopsis of this. No man was asked to do so much by so many in so little time. Prim and proper Annette promises to marry her accident-prone boyfriend, Gilbert, Jeremy Bullock, from The Empire Strikes Back, on condition... (laughs) Oh, here we go. ...that he manages to hold down a job for just seven days. But not everything goes to plan. When dopey Gilbert signs up with an employment agency, suddenly every nymphomaniac in London wants to get him on the job. One of the best-known British sex comedies of the 1970s, Can You Keep It Up For A Week, stars a gaggle of sexy performers, including Sue Longhurst, come play with me, Olivia Mundy, keep it up downstairs, (laughs) and Valerie Leon, carry on girls, plus an eye-popping cameo from the legendary Richard O'Sullivan as a gay photographer. That sounds brilliant. Mm. Oh, you're not you're not yeah. convinced by it. No, it, it, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yes, I think it was Richard Sullivan was in a couple of Carry Ons as well, wasn't he? So was he? You had, I'm not. Yeah, a fan, I think I'm so. not a fan of Carry Ons. I don't think they're very funny. Oh, they're not. No, but they're really interesting socially. I mean, the the one about the um, Carry On Your Convenience about the factory oh, is yeah. fascinating because that was all about. If you think about who the audience was for the Carry On films, yeah. basically there, there's a whole film, film which is saying that um, trade union movement um, needed to be broken. It is really, really patronising film about trade unions, and it, and it bombed with that audience, and it, they lost a lot of support through um, from that film. I think it picked up again, but that's a, it's really fascinating social document, although they're not that funny. Uh, Ed, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. There is one Richard O'Sullivan book. Man About the Kitchen, a book for people who can't cook much, by Richard O'Sullivan. It's a cookbook. He was good, Richard O'Sullivan, wasn't he? Wasn't he good? Someone write a book about him, please, so I can read it. Or if not a book, then a very long article. If not a very long article, a radio doc. You mentory, please. 0844 499 1000. Yes, Evan! Hi, Ian. Hey, Evan, you right? Hi, yeah. I've got two things, but first of all, I totally agree how people feel anxious in the barbers, because I went two weeks ago, and my barber was on holiday. Oi, man. And there was a sluggy substitute barber in, and she didn't realise I said my normal stuff, and she took too much off. And there's nothing, they can't do anything about it. They, well, they can't glue it back, as someone said earlier no. on, Evan. They can't glue it back. And I bet, no. I bet, when they got the mirror out to show you the haircut, you nodded and went, yeah, that looks great, thanks very much. Yeah, You I did, did, didn't you? Of course you did. We've all done it. We all do it. I've yet to meet anybody who's gone, nah, nah, we need, we need to do a bit more work on this. This is not right. Everyone goes... Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Travis. And of course, we go home and then we try and restyle it ourselves, don't we? I get my pomade out and start putting it down how I like it because they put all this weird gunk in in the hairdressers that I don't like. So I go home and then put my stuff in it. I tried to restyle with the scissors slightly myself. Oh, (laughs) they dodgy because they didn't get rid of my cow's leg. And I tried to <laughs> cut it off. <laughs> How did that go? Not that great. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, it, it, it never, Evan, 
It never does, and we will never learn. We will never. Yeah. Some people, Lindsay Buckingham, who is in my mind because I was watching um, um, some American prog- comedy program that he pops up in. Lindsay Buckingham, the uh, guitarist from Fleetwood Mac, one of the guitarists from Fleetwood Mac, he had big bushy afro hair. You know, big bushy seventies afro, yeah. and in a fit of um, cocaine fueled mania and wanting to rediscover and reassert himself, he cut his own hair and he took scissors and he cut his own hair and gave himself the coolest haircut anyone has ever seen. In is like all choppy. It was all over. The, it was way ahead of its time, man. It was brilliant. I mean, the rest of the fleet were Matt when he turned up the next day. They went. Oh, my God. But uh, has anybody, apart from Lindsay Buckingham, who is a genius with his fingers, has anybody ever given themselves a decent haircut? I knew someone who didn't. Someone who wanted to try and avoid paying ten quid for the barbers. Yeah. He just shaved all his hair off. Yeah. And he had really nice hair before. Yeah, the the, the self-shavers, the self-shavers, it's... I think that's a weird perversion really yeah i think that's a weird perversion um anything else evan and i've got a suggestion for filming again yep 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 and it's a documentary yes it's called searching for sugar man oh what's it about evan i've not well, tell me what it's about it's about a american singer who wasn't that well known in america yeah and at that time in the 70s, South Africa was quite cut off. It's yeah. Then someone got his album in South Africa. Yeah. Then it started being really well known and he became like a bit of a celebrity in South yeah. Africa. Yeah. And he wasn't heard of at all in America. And then there's a unusual twist in the middle, which I won't Evan, give away. I, you are describing... Exactly how I describe that film. It's one of my favourite, favourite films. And when I mm. uh, when I worked in another place with Catherine and a young lady called Kelly Betts, and I watched that film, and it, it you can't help but be moved by it. It's a slight cheat, like all documentaries are. It's a slight cheat because what they don't mention in the film is he hadn't completely disappeared. He'd actually done a big tour of Australia about four years yeah. before he went to Africa. So it's a slight cheat, but it's still a great film. Um, and I would go in to work every day on air and tell the story of searching for sugar man um uh, 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 because i want and they're going oh it sounds rubbish oh, it's, oh God, yeah but and then they watched it and it blew their tiny freaking minds it's mm. a great film it would be great if you got the director to speak on air yeah uh, it might be tricky because that's a big one, but it might, it's not impossible. Evan, thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm going to give it um, uh, some consideration. I don't know if, if Sugarman is, is, is necessarily right for this, but if you've not seen it, it, it really is one of the best it, it, rockumentaries. The other one that's good, and uh, although I did interview them, the, the people in it, and um, one of them was a dick, um, was Anvil. Have you seen Anvil? Oh, Anvil's good, right? Anvil's brilliant. It's um, it's weird. Everyone thought it was a spoof because it's like Spinal Tap, and the drummer in it is called Rob Reiner, who is which is the director's name of Spinal Tap, and it's about this heavy metal group, right? And um, they were sort of touted to be the next big thing, 
but they never quite made it. They were sort of the, the Bon Jovi's and the um, uh, I don't know the the, the, thi- the not the Thin Lizzy's, the um, Twisted Sisters and things, kind of overtook them and stuff. Um, but it's a brilliant film, brilliant film. And I got to interview Lips. The lead singer is called Lips, and Rob Reiner. And Rob was an idiot. I'll be honest. Lips was great, and Rob said, "I don't want to talk about a movie." And Lips is, and they were arguing in front of me. Lips is going, man, Rob, we got to, we're here because of the movie, man. I got to, I don't want to talk, I want to talk about the new album. And I said, Rob, we'll talk about the new album, but you know, you're kind of here because, because of the movie. And I, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about the movie a little bit. And Lips was brilliant, but it, I, I'll bring Anvil in, Kath, because I've got it and it is an absolute I'll bring it in tomorrow. I'll bring it in tomorrow. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Gatford, Rocky, Sam, stay there. Come to you after this. Adam is telling me on Twitter that the director of Sugar Man died a couple of years ago. And he was he was young. He was like um, I don't say a kid, but he was late twenties when he made that film. So um, something like that. I wait four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We call you back. No straight to air after midnight. Um, we're not doing that for July, and then we'll kind of um, reassess it in August. Uh, let's go to Rocky. Yes, Rocky. Hip, hip, hip. How you doing, Ian? All right, Hip, hip, Rocky. I'm all right. Thank you, mate. What you got for us? You're sounding good tonight, Paul. You're sounding Uh, good tonight. Faking it to make it, Rocky. It's all fake tonight. It's all smoke and mirrors. (laughs) Doesn't matter, though, as long as it works. You're a good faker. Listen to me. I'll tell you what it is. Talking uh, old programmes, right? There's a a programme that I remember as a kid. And amongst my, my mates, I'm the only one that remembers it. Okay. Now, it's on YouTube, and it is there. Have you heard of a program called BJ? Yes, BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Best, I'm Greg Evergan, of course. Oh, there you go, then. He was, go. Um, he was one of the dads in My Two Dads. Ah, right, right, right. See, I, I look up IMDb for this sort of stuff. I should just phone you. Phone me, mate. I've got it. It's all. You it's all. Walking IMDb. It's uh, all up here. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't it? Now I, I don't remember. Wasn't he a truck driver? He was a truck driver, and he had a monkey. He had a chimpanzee. Yeah. They used to used to follow him in the truck, and the, uh, they used to solve crime as you do. Yeah. In the seventies, there was um, for some reason I don't know why, and I'm glad there was because I enjoyed most of it. Seventies and early eighties, uh, there were so many films and television series from America that were set in trucks and involved CB radios. Correct. There was a, loads of obviously all the Smokey and the Bandit films, Convoy, which is I think is is Sam Peckinpah is the masterpiece of the uh, the trucker uh, 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 CB uh, um, uh, genre. Right, yeah. there, there was also loads of songs, and there was the song was it uh, um, where a guy is talking to, to a child, a boy. I played this a couple of years ago. A is, truck... this, uh, is, this, is this you going by to Pido Rock? No, well, it, no, it's not. It's actually, it's really sad. It's, it's, it's a trucker talking on his CB to a boy. And it's called, like, Little Bear or something. Um, oh. And he's disabled. And then oh. he dies. Oh, no. I remember, I played it at Three Counties, Kath. Oh, and I can't no. remember. It is, um, it's one of the saddest songs. It's like the, and it's the opposite of pedo rock it's um someone will remind me of what it's called people have been very very busy on um uh, 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 twitter today which is which is I was, great. I was in a good mood there i was in a good mood yeah. when i phoned you all right i can bring you back in a good mood you're talking about faking right. it right yeah and we i was listening to a documentary last night about when harry met sally of course the famous mm-hmm. 
Uh, uh, I'll have what she's having. That scene, right, where she fakes the mm-hmm. orgasm. Right. Here's the question. Here's the question. And um, it was it was it was told brilliantly. It was written by uh, um, a woman whose name escapes me, and and directed by Rob Reiner, or was it Carl mm-hmm. Reiner? Rob Reiner. It was Rob Reiner. There we go. And um, he, Rob Reiner said to this lady who wrote, woman who wrote it, whose name escapes me, um, tell me tell me a secret. Tell me a secret about women. And she went, well, we fake orgasm sometimes. And he didn't believe her. And this is like in the, in the 80s, mid to late 80s, right? And he's, and this was before people kind of talked openly about orgasms and stuff. And he's going, no, 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 that's a lie. She goes, no, no, it's true. Sometimes women fake orgasms. And he got, the way she told the story last night, it was such a good documentary. I thoroughly recommend it on, on, on the BBC4 Extra website. He got all the women in from the office and said, is it true you fake orgasms? And they go, go well, yeah, yeah, sometimes we do. Here's the question for you, Rocky. Yes. Have you, ever faked an orgasm mm, i'm just trying to think who's who could be listening at this at this uh, well, no 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 names no pack drill we don't want to embarrass um, any anybody but have you hi hi i think we all have eh? yeah and, and, and the problem the problem with you and i is there's a little more visual visualization well yes exactly um, but but and again we're not going to get too graphic because i don't want to but but not at all there there can be um um you know th- things uh ooh, it can get damp. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean when I say that? The, the, oh, yes. You know, yeah. you, you, and I, mm. I, I have, I have done it. Um, I have done it once. I have faked an orgasm once. I was having, um, you know, again, no names are packed. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I was having really boring sex with a girl I didn't like a Aye, long time again, ago. Surely, right, in terms of the anatomy of the, the, the male species, yeah. right, if you're, if you're faking it, that would suggest that you weren't into it, yeah. Yeah, if, metaphorically speaking, um, yeah. which would then suggest that there may not be um, as much arousal, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was. I could I could kind of feel that situation was gonna. It was just it was just right. not happening, right? It was happening, but I, there was no one was really getting any pleasure from it, and I could just feel that um, uh, downstairs interest was waning, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, so I just you know. One big flourish, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> remember, you remember. I, you think I, I, I was going to mention rising damp? <laughs> Rocky on that, on that bombshell. Thank you, Rocky. Uh, you see, it's not talked about right now. We all talk about oh, women fake orgasm. Oh yeah, Harry met Sally, and I have what she's having. But men do it. I think I've only done it once. I think. But men do it. You know, it does happen. 0844-499-1000. Not many uh, women calling in this evening. I don't know, I don't know why. We, we, we normally do um, uh, uh, pretty well in terms of uh, a gender split. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. 0844-499-1000. No straight to air after midnight. We get, keep taking calls and calling you back. Although the last half hour of the show is going to be um, uh, me talking to um, Felix Cavalieri from uh, The Young Rascals. Yes, Darren! Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm fine, Darren. You're right. Yeah, not bad. Sir. Not bad. Well, well, you were just talking about Anvil, the film. Yes. Uh, I went to see it at the London Film Festival, and the director was giving a talk afterwards. The director is Sasha Gervasi, who was a big fan of Anvil when he was in his teens. Oh yeah, that was yeah. He was a he was a fan, wasn't he? That it was it was a labour of love. Yes, it was. It was indeed. And he, um, the band disappeared from view for a long time, and then he thought, oh, I wonder what's happened to them, and decided to go and make a film about them. Don't, gi- don't give away the ending, because I want Kath to see it. Sorry? D- 
Don't don't give away the ending. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to... Because I want, I want Cass to sit. I'll bring it no, to no, no, It's a, crack, it's it's a it's cracking a ending. A, in, in terms of, in terms of um, you know, film endings, it's it's up there with Gone with the Wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is sort of off on a tangent slightly. Yeah. Because yeah. um, uh, halfway through, they were making the film, and the cinematographer said, um, Sasha, I need to talk to you. Can we go somewhere private? And he thought, oh, God, what's happened? Is he parents died or something so he said yes fine let's go in the hotel room and we'll have a chat he said sasha i've got to know are these guys for real wow wow <laughs> so even like just the people working on it and yeah. it is there was a big you know you, you watch it now and obviously obviously it is real but there was a, there was a big debate around it you know being was it a spoof yeah. and was it a mickey take um and uh it, it is you know i've not seen that for such a long time because i was so put off by Rob Reiner's attitude when I interviewed him, I kind of yeah, yeah. dismissed it. I think I've got, a, I've got a signed copy of it somewhere. I, although I may, have, I may have even got rid of it because he annoyed me so much. I think I got rid of the signed copy of Anvil. Yeah, I couldn't remember which one of them was a bit of a bell, but one of them. Was yeah, yes, he was. But um, it's a, it's it's a good film, and I, I do um, worry. No, I don't. I was about to say I worry that I've seen all the good documentaries that, you know, but, but, cause, cause documentaries is, uh, the proper documentaries, it's yeah. kind of, um, it's sort of a dying art. I, and by that I mean, there's still loads of good ones coming out, but yeah. there used to be really good documentaries on TV yeah. all the flipping time. And they kind of got usurped by, um, reality tv and you would yeah. see things that were labeled as reality tv yeah. and you'd think if they if, if this was done slightly differently this would just be a documentary if they were just left on their own yeah. this would be a documentary yeah well that seems to be all, all the budget went wasn't it, it was yeah. just on sort of benefit street type stuff yeah all of that all of that trashy nonsense darren thank you i'm reminded i'm reminded of the f- well, the, the the greatest documentary series of all time, of all time. Kath, have you seen Seven Up? Are you a fan of Seven Up? I love flipping love. I've got the box set. I've got the box set. I love it. And I, ju- I bought the box set just without realising that another one was going to be on really, really shortly. So I caned the whole box set. And did- I love Seven Up. And there's... We, uh, we've got to be two, about two years away from another one. I love it. I love Seven Up. There's one guy in 7-Up that dropped out in the early 80s. He went to work in TV, and he doesn't appear in it anymore. The premise is brilliant. They filmed all these kids at the age of seven, and then they filmed them every seven years after. And some dropped out. Some, um, um, there was the posh guy that you thought was a bit of a knob, but actually, well, he, he was actually, he was a really decent bloke, and he did a lot of work for, I think, a Bulgarian charity. And then there was one guy that went and worked in TV, and he was the coolest one, and he stopped appearing in it. Then there was a guy, another guy that stopped appearing in it, then came back about 14 years later. It was b- brilliant. But the the series, the documentary series, I wonder if you can get it on... Um, I bet you can't get it on Amazon because Savile pops up in it. And this was... I wonder if it's on, it'll be on YouTube, wouldn't it? This was brilliant. The Family. Did you ever see The Family? The Family was great. It was about this working-class family. But... If I remember it correctly, it's Sam and, and Gatford and Catcher, stay there, we'll come to you in a minute. If I remember it correctly, it was, the series was aired as it was being filmed. So by the end of the series, the family, it was in Reading, set in Reading, isn't it funny the things you remember? The, by the end of the series, they were, 
um, celebrities. That, I'm trying to see if I can find it on... Um, uh, I don't think you can buy it. They, they'd become celebrities. Um, and so the last episode was them being interviewed about being celebrities. It's a very, very strange programme. Must be on YouTube. I'm, 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 uh, Katia, I'm just looking on YouTube yeah. to see if the family is on there because tomorrow I'll be watching the Mind Your Language film. Uh, oh, f- uh, excuse me, guys. Just just indulge me a second. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. Hang on. Shh, shh, just... The problem was to find a family prepared to tolerate the intrusion by a film crew into their every private moment. To find such a family, we chose Reading, Population 132,000 and situated 40 miles west of London. Famous for seeds and biscuits, Reading has all the problems of any town. We carried out many interviews and finally one family emerged that we hope can meet the demands of this documentary serial, the Wilkins of Reading. It's all there, guys. Two hours of that. That's my day tomorrow! I'm watching that in bed, Katia. Um, oh. why, uh, what is it? Why are you still in this country? I'm, uh, We voted, we no. voted to get you lot air, and you're still here. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I apologise about that. I'll tell you something, though. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay, listen to have this. You been, have you been graffitied uh, by racists yet? Not yet. No, no racists has graffitied on, anywhere so. on your body. Also, I'm being very mindful of my accent. I'm trying to sound as English as I can. It's, it's really bad. I'll tell you something. Um, I'm very conscious of my name nowadays. Yes, Katya. <laughs> no, well, uh, for example, I went to That's the a GP. Name. Yes. Uh, General practitioner. All right. Well, here's the thing. If you want to blend, if you want to blend in, Katia, don't call them a general practitioner. Just say I went to the doctors. Okay. I went say to, it. I went to the doctors. Yeah. I went to the doctors. The doc. The good doctor. No, well, you, the good doctor's a pub. I went to the doctors. Oh, so I was um, feeling. I went to the doctors because I was feeling a bit dicky. Oh well. Say not it. Really. Say it. But what? I, I was feeling a bit dicky. Here we go. Mm. I like you. You're one of the good ones. You're one of the good foreigners. <laughs> and I want to do everything I can to make sure that you, you stay for as long as possible and scrounge off of our benefit and welfare system. Yeah. Oh. So I'm going to help you, Katia, yeah. to, to blend in and look like a native. Uh, who's going to marry me? Someone called uh, Phillips or something. Yeah, Phillips. Yeah. Not, not Roger, because he doesn't exist. <laughs> and I, uh, see, that's the thing. So I was waiting in, it, well, in the waiting room, because that's what you do in the waiting room, obviously. Uh, and, and the lady, she called out my name. She said, Katya, she was going to say Filipovich, which, which is my name. And, and, and I really jumped out of my seat. And just before she could finish the Filipovich, I, I was just there. Uh, uh, so she, she, she didn't finish, and I, I wasn't like, oh, that's the foreigner. Uh, but, but I shouldn't be like this, because really I've been here for quite a long time, uh, donkey's years. That's quite English, isn't it? And uh, yes. I've paid my taxes really well. Uh, well, you know, because... But you pay it in euros. No, no, uh, in British pounds. Oh, thank you. I love the pounds with the queen on it. Uh, she's good, the Queen. 
I uh, pay allegiance to the Queen, Her Majesty. We don't My pledge Lord. allegiance to the Queen. <laughs> Katia, what, you're giving yourself away. Okay, what do we do with the Queen? We, um, we grovel in front of her. Grovel? We grovel in front of the Queen and we beg her forgiveness. We bow to her. Say, all right, mate. Um, say this. Here we go, Katia. This is a typical British sentence. Yeah. All right, mate. I'm off for a waz. A what? All right, mate. I'm off for a waz. Try it. All right, mate. I'm off for waz. Waz. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. You see, you've got, you've you've got it. I think. I think we can um uh, work with you, and we can just pretend that the accent is due to a, a, a head injury or something like um. <laughs> Like that. That's what we'll uh, do. Off women's head. No, we're going to keep. We're going to keep her head on. George, you're a fanny. Well, I couldn't possibly comment. I'm trying to find a specific one, but I've not. Um, hang on. Stay there. Uh, stay there. Stay there. Stay there. I oh, know. I got rid of it. Anyway, yes, Katia. What? What is the point of this call, please? Because you're wasting up. You're using up good. Um, you're getting in the way of of uh, good British folk. We got. I've got English people that want to speak to me, Katia. Uh, right. Uh, Shouldn't joke about it. But. Maybe, maybe someone can help me here. And I think maybe you, you must be the man because I, I reached out to Radio Four about this person. Listen to him. Yes. Who the hell is he? If, let's see. So, what? what who? <laughs> I can't. I can't. He can't. He can't say anything. What? Hold on a second. Uh, did I miss her? I, I glimpsed oh, away oh, for oh, a oh, second. Listen, listen. Who? Who is he? Oh, no, no, no. That's not him. <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, okay, okay. Let me rewind this. There's, Does anyone there's... know what she's, what's going on with this lunatic? <laughs> I actually voted Remain, but I'm glad the other guys won. Okay. Because I would want to be a part of this. There's this man on Radio 4. He does the links. Oh, the man who talk the man who talks like that. Yes, yes, I know who you, I know exactly. I know exactly who you mean. He is the continuity announcer. Right. That's not a bad impression. <laughs> talks no. like that. Don't I? Yeah, I don't think his voice is appropriate. What do you mean? I don't. Well, you know his voice. Yeah. I don't think it's appropriate. For what? For announcing on Radio Four. Where should he be then? He sounds. He's got a, like an American. There's a hint of American, isn't there? Well, that's 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 all fine and dandy, really. No, it's not. Not in, no, 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 no. Okay. It's radio. Hello, and welcome to Radio Four. <laughs> uh, I can't do it with a hint of American. That's the thing. Um, it's a good voice. It's like um, a nice slice of cake. Mm. So, who, who is he? I tell you, he's got a voice like ginger cake, right? Yeah. Nice slice of ginger cake. Yeah. Right? I like ginger cake for a long time. I don't really get Robinet. it. What? Rob Benet, no, 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 no. Richard Briers. That, his voice sounds like cake. Here we go, this is the phone-in for the last hour. Um, famous people whose voices sound like food. Richard Briers, ginger cake. 08444991000 is the telephone number. Oh. Uh, huh? Is anyone ringing? Well, no, I, I, well, they're, they're, we've got Sam and Gatford all queued up. They'll be rock, ready to rock and roll after the, um... <laughs> the news and we'll get loads of callers and then we're going to do a little bit of magical back counting which my team are going to do and we're going to play out with uh, felix cavalieri from the um young rascals yeah well? i had an uh actually 
yeah, I found something um, about the documentaries. Yes. Yes. What about We Are um, Twisted? I watched that the other day. It's good, that, isn't it? About Twisted it, Sister. Yes. Well, listen to this. They, they are uh, doing their final tour. Good. They're not a very good band. They're not too bad. They're not, they're not brilliant. They're not Kiss. No. Well, well <laughs> that's not a band, is it? No, Kiss isn't a band, it's a brand. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, but we, their final tour uh, in in the UK, maybe... No, it's not a good idea. No, I don't want to get them on. I don't, I no. don't really like them. It's a good, great, a great documentary. But I, My sister's reminded me of a really good documentary. Have you seen it called Dig? No. Dig is brilliant, right? It's about two bands um that are, are both tipped for greatness <laughs> neither of them are great one is the brian jones jonestown massacre and the other is a band that kind of had a brief moment in the spotlight but actually weren't that good the dandy warhols and it's about both of those bands danny warhols had t- two good songs so they weren't really that good um and the brian jonestown massacre have you seen it Catherine? dig you're gonna love dig have you seen it the brian jonestown massacre are, are the ones that are tipped to be really big but then suddenly the dandy warhols boom Suddenly, they, they're making, like, videos for MTV and stuff. And the guy from the Brian Jonestown Massacre, whose name escapes me, is really bitter and is really jealous. And it gets really flipping tense. It is a cracking film. Dig. Oh, it's a good fi- it's a good film, Katia. I'm digging it. Well, thanks for calling in and suggesting Dig, Katia. I'm, g- I'm going to cut you off now. Okay. There we go. So, Dig and Avril. I don't think I've got Dig. I will have by tomorrow magic fingers it's good dig it, i mean it is it is absolutely um it's tense <laughs> it's tense and awkward and weird ah sam gatford you've been waiting for ages it's only got a bit busy we'll come to you after the uh uh what do they call it news you can call in as well excellent time to call in now oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand i'm ian lee this is talk radio Talk Radio. Uh, Gatford, Sam, Russ, stay there. Coming up in the next hour, speak to them and you if you want. 0844 499 1000. We'll also speak to Felix Cavalieri from the uh, Young Rascals, who kind of were not that. I think they had like two hits over here, but were mahoosive in the United States and with good reason. They are excellent. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee, on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, right, let's go to Sam. Yes, Sam. Hello, you okay? Yeah, I'm good, Sam. What you got for us? Um... A while ago, you were on a, um, like a, uh, what's it called, like a, um, anyway, it was, um, oh, Rules of the Playground. The what? Rules of the Playground, or Laws of the Playground, remember that, it's like a, um, kind of clip show kind oh, of Oh yeah, thing. that was you, I filmed that years ago. That was like one of those yeah, talking no. heads things, and uh, we had That's to talk it. about how crazy school was, guys, and I did it because it was skin, and I think they offered me 250 quid. 
Yeah, I found that on YouTube the other day. And I was just, like, watching it. I thought, oh, is he in there? Yeah, I used, I used to be on the telly. I used to have a career and everything. I used to have a TV career and everything. And now I'm hanging by a thread. I just, I just wanted to ask, like, did they, I mean, uh, probably a silly question, but how did they do it? Did they, like, ask you or tell you loads of different things or just tell you what to say? They, or? um, um, for, for that one, I don't really remember. But what they do, generally, is they let you know what things they are going to be talking about, what questions they are going to ask you, so you could you can mm. think about it. Um, yeah. uh, but I tend not to look at the questions. I tend just to, like, go in and, uh, and do it and have them throw stuff at Wing me it. and I bounce it back. They have done on occasion, several times, um, they will say, look, we, um, on loads of those talking head clip shows, they'll say, um, what we really need is we really need someone to say that, um, Knight Rider um change the way they live their lives just to help the story could you do that for us and i've i think only once i think once when i was at my lowest lowest ebb and i was probably mm. drunk uh, i said what they told me to say and afterwards i felt dirty and ashamed and i've never ever done it ever again uh, and if they ask me to say something to to help the narrative i'll say no nah, i'm not doing it not doing it it's not, it's not my memory. Yeah. Not my memory, Governor. And then I stopped doing them for ages because I was worried I was turning into Stuart McConey, who is oh famous for talking about stuff that he's, he's too everywhere. young to remember. Um, and then about a year ago, I decided to start doing them again because, as I say, I haven't got a TV career, so I don't care about what yeah. I'm seen on. And it, they, you can get 500 quid for an hour's work. Boom. Yeah, thanks very much. What, what, what one was it? Was it, it, it was on YouTube or something like that? Oh, or? I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, I don't know. Uh, loads of my stuff's on YouTube. I just type in Ian Lee and, you know, talking head and hope for the yeah, best. Yeah, that type it in. Just spike it in there. Yeah. That's all, mate. Thank all right. you. Nice, hip, hip, hip. nice one, Sam. Hip, hip, hip. Tutty bye, tutty bye. Yes, Russ. Russ? Hello. Hello, Russ. Pick, pick your phone up, you lazy git. Sorry? That's better. Thank you very much, Ian What you got for us? Uh, I wasn't expecting you. That's what that's why you caught, you caught me with my trousers down. What, You're right, mate. Literally? Well... Mm. Why is everyone taking a dump when they're listening to this show? What does that tell you? No, uh, I was just ro- rolling the fag and I've got it on loudspeaker, ah. so I weren't expecting you. Ah. Ah. ah, so much, Ian, so much. It's been a good show tonight. Well, it, it, you know, it's been I've right. enjoyed the content. It's been all right. I've not been on top form, but it doesn't matter. You can't, you can't win them every single day. You sound quite rampant tonight. Yeah, it's f- I'm faking it. It's 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 show business today. It's it's shows like this that I get paid for. When inside Russ, I am curled up in the fetal position, crying, wishing that I were dead. No exaggeration. These are the shows that I get paid for. When I make it sound like it's a piece of cake, when actually it's uh, like walking barefoot over broken glass. Yeah, I heard you say that earlier that you. You know, all this sort of self-doubt and all this stuff. I, I think it's just a case of my, my, my perception on this. This is, um, it's just been a deep thinker, Ian. I'm like it myself, to be honest, and it's a double-edged sword. It can be... Hang on a minute. When are you a deep thinker? Ian, you don't want, you don't want to cause cause yourself to have to use that dump button, do you? <laughs> I, can, I, can, I, can, I can reach it within a moment's... I can reach it. I can do it. It's like that. I can do it in a moment's notice. Yeah. yeah, well, I'll, I'll refrain at this moment because I don't want to have to cause your uh, problems with your buffering. <laughs> you can't use your, you stay away from my buffers. 
Stay away from my buffers. Well, I don't know what well, it is. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm broken. My head is broken and my soul is broken. And that's what it is. And it's fine. And it's, you know, I, I, I'm getting on with it tonight and it's fine. Uh, it, it can be a double-edged sword, mate. You know, it can... It can have... It's been a deep thinker or... I mean, uh, analyze, sort of analysing yourself or whether it's your job, you as a person, whatever, it can be a good thing. But at times it can be a bad thing and, you know... Um, I still get it now, to, to be fair, occasionally, not so much. Um, I was going to talk last night, actually, about uh, addiction. I don't know whether, whether it's okay to go on to that subject. Yeah, of course you go. You, you know the, hey, Russ, you know the rules. It's okay to go on to any subject. It's all, you know, it's a conversation, and what comes out, comes out. It's all groovy, man. Well, it links into... Um, excuse me, I'm you sorry. Spark, you're sparking up. Yeah, well, you're I'm, sparking I'm, 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 up. I'm getting into deep, deep, deep conversation, so I need, a, need you know, okay. need a bit of nicotine on the okay, go. Okay. Um, well, on the sort of, it links onto the deep thinking and over-analysing yourself and all that, um, in a way, anyway, for me, it does. Yeah. The addiction. Um, and the reason why I'm prepared, I'm, I mean, I'm not just opening up with you, I'm opening up with all, all the listeners, but um, I've got a lot of respect for you for doing so. That's why I warmed to you from the beginning. Yeah. You, you wear your heart on your sleeve and you, 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 you just discuss how you're feeling, you discuss your issues, whatever. And I like that. I do like that. I don't think, I don't think it's a weakness. I, I, I believe to be a strength. Um, but I, I had an addiction. Um, now, you touched on, on this last night when you were talking about Gaza. And when you, you mentioned about, you know, some people smoke a joint and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And for years, it was all, it's always been said that it's not addictive and all this. Um, well, I speak from experience, and in my experience, in my life, it was addictive. It was very addictive. Um, and it took me years to realise that I could, I could be rid of it. And um, what's the word I'm thinking? Uh, be um, not sober. It's a word like that. Any, anyway... Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, and and basically, I was like, I was like George Best with that stuff. It was all or nothing. Yeah, and and I, I came to the realization five years ago that it had to be nothing. Um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it sort of occasionally or just to wind down the odd one, you know, on an evening. Like some people, it was, it was full on. Um, but for years, I was told, and and so called. Experts say it's not addictive, it's not addictive and all this. Now, I'm not in any way trying to say that I was in the same boat as Gaza or somebody who has alcoholism, because that is, it's a real, like you said last night, it's a disease. Yeah. And it's a real, real addiction. Um, but if you're that way inclined, um, You've got an addictive personality, even even food or you know anything. Anything, anything that changes, anything, anything that, that that releases endorphins or changes the way uh, you feel about yourself for the positive, um, can be addictive, and that can be food, and that can be chocolate. I mean, chocolate's got chemicals in that, that releases endorphins. It can be a joint. It can be um, mm. cocaine. It can be shopping. It can be buying stuff on eBay. It can be sports. Some people are addicted to, to doing sports because of of of, of the yeah, buzz yeah. that it gives them, um, and right. some are more the more you know dangerous than others and and 
um some people are really really lucky and they can have a joint and they can have half a joint and they can put it down and uh, th- then a week later go oh, got half a joint and they feel, by the way and i have to say this we're not in any way encouraging or condoning the use of drugs it's, Ill- it's illegal and you know i wouldn't in any way encourage anyone to do anything like that but some people can do that some people can do the same with cocaine they can have a little bit of cocaine and put it away and a month later go oh i've got i'll finish that off some people can have a couple yeah. of beers some but there are a significant number of people so a lot of friends of mine who cannot do that they cannot just have a joint they cannot just have a line of cocaine they cannot just have a beer because um one is too many and a thousand is never enough and they have to keep going until there are serious consequences and sometimes that consequence is death well yeah, exactly with, with, with certain substances it is um i was lucky with alcohol because i can take it or leave it you know i like a brandy you know if i'm in the mood i'll really in the mood i'll i'll drink you know I'll probably drink half a bottle in an evening if i'm in the mood um but i'm going for months without drinking yeah um, so it's it's a bit of a strange one that that thankfully i, I haven't got that predisposition to to, to alcoholism um but you know, it's just my my point on that. I, I just wanted to say about about the addiction thing, and and, and I, I really hope someone put a really nice post on Facebook about Gaza. I think he's um. I think what the papers are doing, nurse. yeah. Matt Haig's written a brilliant article about it, which I've only scanned. Yeah, I need to read it properly. But what the what the what the sun is doing to Gaza is is is, is shameful. I don't care if they own us. It's shameful and it's shocking and it's outrageous and it is they are bullying someone who's mentally ill. Russ, I'm going to let you go just because I've got a couple more calls to get through, and then we're going to um, play Felix. Let's go to gatford you've been there for ages i'm sorry mate it's been really really busy gatford that's all right fella you know i don't mind yes um i believe that uh, tim westwood has a voice uh, like a lemon drizzle cake yeah i'll give you that i'll give you that yeah. definitely yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah let yeah. me have that what's that what's that bit of the body called in between the back of the leg the perineum the top of, no 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 and the top of the ankle the what is it the, the calf muscle at the back the back that, how is it the what? The what? The back of the leg? And the, that's your Achilles. Is it? No, is further it? up. Your calf. Yeah, it's really hurting at night these days. Like I wake up in the middle of the night, and sometimes it'll be really painful. Yeah. Have you got what new? Sh- have you got new what, shoes? What? No. Have you been? I think so. Have you been standing on tippy toe or something? Apart from the ballet, no. Is tiptoe quieter than normal walking? Because whenever it, we, we watch films. People will tiptoe, but I don't think I've ever actually tiptoed in my life, apart from to make children laugh. But isn't the point that you're not putting your full foot on the floor, so it's not a bang, bang, bang? I'm, I'm the burglars. Do, do, if, you, if, you've, if anyone has ever been a burglar, do you tiptoe when you're doing a job? Do you tiptoe? Because I don't know if that's okay. actually any quieter. Why would they wear stripes as well? Surely that's far more showy. Yeah, well, that's just uh, that's that's uh, a disguise yeah, as a Frenchman. Then, uh, onions. Um, that's about it, really. All right, well, fine. Do we have a do we have a time that we need to hit? We've got um, not on my screen. Oh no, maybe I didn't change the screen. There we go. There we go. I didn't change the screen. Hang on a second. Let's. Um, uh, no, you're still there. Go away, Gutford. Okay. Okay. I'll cut you off now. There we go. Okay um all right well do you want to hit break now then we'll hit that because we've got two breaks should we do that we've got hit this break right we're gonna have felix cavalieri from the uh young rascals in a bit they are it's a cracking chat let's go to pablo yes pablo hip 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 
Pip, hip, 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 hip. Hip, 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 I've tiptoed upstairs. I think that may be either on stairs or floorboards. That may be the only time it's relevant. Um, I genuinely don't think I've ever, I've ever tiptoed apart from when I'm with the kids. And well, we're... the whole thing with being quiet upstairs, I find it's not necessarily where you put your, how you place your weight. It's where you put your weight. So I find that it's the corners oh, of stairs. Yeah, it's the side bits. Yeah, I know. I bought the boys CD. CD radios, CD players with radios and cassette players on, right? I thought it was important they had cassette players. Annoyingly, I didn't check them. And the cassette players you can't record on. There's no record button, so you can't tape stuff. You can't tape the radio or tape yourself singing. And I feel bad about that. And uh, so what I've, I've just bought, I've just ordered it. And they're really expensive. But you know the cassette recorders you'd get in the 70s where it's just like a black rectangle and you press a button and the tape the top f- pops open and you put the tape in and push it down and you press record and play you know them yeah well i know like because there was a kind of a fisher price version which ah. was like a tan and brown one no i bought no? a proper one i bought a proper one but I bought, I bought a proper one of them but they cost like 40 quid now it's ridiculous i thought they'd be like five pence because it's old technology so i've bought one of them and um, when we get it, I'm just gonna we're just gonna sit and make tapes all day. Me and the boys are gonna record each other talking and make mi- I'm gonna teach them how to make mixtapes. I'm gonna teach them how to impress young women in uh, about twelve years' time by making the mixtapes. What's this? It's a mixtape. What? I t- what is it? I've bought you a tape player as well. Boom! Those yeah, chicks are good. Well, the me. chicks in the the future chicks are gonna fall for my boys as I teach them old technology. They'll all just be like monkeys and kiss. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll all just back away in a kind of <laughs> fear, fearful there. Uh, correct, um, correct. Is there, in fact, they, they, they have, I've, I've given them some cassettes and CDs. It's um, all the monkeys and the bare naked ladies. That's that's all they've got. <laughs> Teach them. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I do remember as a child, that was like, like a halcyon days, kind of um, recording, making your own radio shows and things like that. That yeah. was uh, all, all, uh, all fun. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that's what's gonna happen. What you got for us, Pablo? Cause I want to squeeze in, uh, in fact, let's get, let's bring him into the conversation while you're there. Nigel! Yeah, I'm here, Ian. Oh, you sound a bit miserable. What's wrong with oh, you? Just dropping off a bit because I was waiting a long time. Well, you were only waiting 14 minutes. Well. Um, let's listen to what Pablo has to say. Sh- shall we, Nigel? Can you do that? Yes, yes I'll listen, well, yes. Yeah. Well, Nigel, you, you might be able to add on to this. I, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of like absent-minded OCD type moments. I had like um, I had a, a situation recently where my my daughter like woke up in the middle of the night and we thought she was choking. She was making a really weird noise, like she had an obstruction in her throat, and yeah. there was panic everywhere. And and I was very. Um, it, it turned out it was just kind of like she just had a really bad build up of phlegm and gone the wrong mm. way, and she kind of mm. like was sick, coughed at the same time. Mm. And and I, by the end of it, it, it all settled down. She went back to sleep. All was good, and I, I was quite. Pleased mm. with how I'd handled myself in the situation. I was very calm. I was dealing with the situation. Yeah. Um, and then I looked in the mirror and I found I'd basically pulled half the hair off my eyebrow. I've, I'm mm. missing half an eyebrow. And I'd basically absent-mindedly um, been doing that whilst I was dealing with the situation. So on, yeah. a, on a conscious level, I was dealing with it. I was being the man of the house. I was but being... You're, you're plucking you know, your eyebrows. Okay. Can yeah, you get a biro and draw level. them on? 
Well, I, you know, I, was, I was thinking, you know, I might nick the mascara or the eyebrow. Is that what uh, she choked on? She, did she I choke she on your me. eyebrow, Pablo? No, 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 no. no. It was, uh, was... I think it was Clem. <laughs> and this was, I'd say, this was post-choking. Yeah, okay. This was, uh, this, this was not pretty. Is she, is she all right? Oh, she was fine, yeah. Was, is your eyebrow all right? Um, it's all right, although I have had, um, well, uh, not giving too much detail away, but I had one infected regrowth come in, oh, which was... Oh, God! Uh, yeah, right, but listen. as well now, so I'm, 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 I'm waiting for it to... Pablo, you're, uh, a, you're, a, you're, you're a freak of nature. We've only, got two, <laughs> we've only got two minutes, and I'm really hoping that Nigel wants to give us some. Do you want to give us some, Nigel? Oh, well, I've got something to talk about anyway. Very so are you gonna, are you gonna, have you got a song to give us? Well, I wasn't going to. I wanted to talk about something quite serious quickly. Mm. Um, uh, you might be able to help me over it. Okay. So, um, um, have you heard of a, a band? Well, somebody called Jim Noir, Jim Noir band. For, uh, it was five years ago. I was in. I was in a documentary for Channel Four. Well, it was filmed down at Canberra Sands on the beach. The Jim Newar Band. Yeah, Jim Newar Band. I was featured in it Jim quite Noir. a lot at the beginning and halfway through. Jim Newar. A documentary on Jim Newar. If anybody's listening who knows the whereabouts, if they can put put me in touch what, with what, them. What, what, who, the, who are the Jim Newar Band? Well, it's just the first the first um, group that I was in a documentary with on on Channel Four. But who are picked, they? The Jim Newar. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're based in Brighton, he said. Right. So if anyone listening knows the whereabouts of the band now, please get in contact with uh, Talk Radio UK. No, 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 hang on a minute, oh. <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We're not, we're not, we're not operating as I'm a P.O. box system for you. Yeah, we can't, we can't, get, we can't, the two mics, I know it's, it's pre-recorded, yeah. but you're, they're not going to sit and take field phone calls, Nigel, we can't do that. <laughs> no, but they might be able to no. contact me on Facebook. No, Nigel, we've got uh, line one. It's Jim Noir. Um, <laughs> he's, he's here for you now. No, Nigel, they can find you on. They can find you on Facebook, can't they? Yes, I hope so. There but we go. I was trying. I can't find him. I put the name in at the box. He's at probably the top. hiding. Yep. Um, I, I, I want to take a random stab at him. Maybe a pseudonym. It's because I, I wanted to record. Jim Noir the... will be his real name. Ian. Yes, not. Yes. I wanted to record in so I could see myself again because I've lost the tape in the flooding. When I, we had the flood, yes. I lost all my tapes on the I floor. I wish I could fade these the calls water. out. Yeah. Okay. So no, no, hopefully, hopefully someone's listening and they'll find you on mm. Facebook by typing in Nigel. Uh, okay, I'll start singing a quick jingle to finish. You've got th- you've got thirty mm. seconds. Away you go. It's Miley Cyrus, it's Miley Cyrus, she makes me happy all the time. It's Miley Cyrus, it's Miley Cyrus, I listen to her records all the time. I like watching the Bangers concert, it makes me happy too. It's Miley Cyrus, it's Miley Cyrus, what a fantastic girl she is. I like to listen to her rabble. Oh, unfortunately, um... I like to watch her bangers concert. I know that was the name of the tour that she um, did, but I mean, that guy's like in his sixties, isn't he? Felix Cavalieri from the Young Rascals coming up next. Hey, Felix, this is Ian Lee from the UK. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you, man. It's it's great to hear your voice. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, uh, take me back to kind of 1964, 1965, New Jersey. What was a young Felix doing and listening to? Well, you know, I grew up uh, about 20 minutes north of New York City in uh, Westchester County, New York. And I had the good fortune of having Alan Freed bring his rock and roll, which was brand new at the time, to New York City. 
So I was present and, and listening at the very, very beginning of what we know as, you know, our modern pop music now, our modern rock and roll. So I, I really consider that a, 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 to be very fortunate to hear everything from the beginning of, of uh, uh, it was on WINS, 1010 Wind. Uh, and that really, really influenced me, to say the least. Do you remember the first um, song or the first record that w- where you kind of, you know, where you felt it in your gut that this was this was what you wanted to do? Well, you know, I came up as a classical pianist. That's what my parents wanted me to do. And I uh, had no idea of this until I, I, uh, a classmate of mine asked me if I had if I liked rock and roll. I honestly had never even heard of it. The first person people that I heard were keyboardists. Yeah. Uh, Fats Domino, Jerry Lee Lewis, and then, of course, the ultimate was Ray Charles. Mm. When I heard that, first of all, I had never, I grew up in kind of like a suburban community. I had never heard anything even approach that type of, uh, ah, let's say soul, for want of a better word, the, 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 the actual gospel type of feeling. And it was a keyboard, which I played. So it, it just uh, it really kind of like infatuated me with, wow! I've got to see I got I got to see if I can do that, man. And what did your parents think? You know, you went you, you go from Mozart to to Domino, Fats Domino. What did, did, did what did they say? <laughs> well, you know, uh, it was kind of like a, a, a thing that happened there. You know, like my mom was the real catalyst behind my classical, and uh, she unfortunately passed. So, uh, you know, my dad was was hard at work all the time. You know, he was a dentist, and I never I hardly even saw him. So I never got any feedback until many years later when they realized that I had jumped into the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, 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 do, you really? remember, do you remember what your first band was? Yes. I joined a uh, an existing, uh, how should I call it, um, uh, well, it was kind of like a band that played for uh, uh, weddings and bar mitzvahs. Yeah. And as a side, they they did, uh, you know, little kind of shows uh, in uh, gymnasiums and things like that. But, you know, in those days, it was mostly like uh, uh, formal in- events or informal events, such as what they call hops, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was called the Swinging Six. Fantastic. There's a That's a proper name for a band. And I was one of the six, and what happened basically is, due to the advent of this rock and roll, we put a little section in the show uh, that I featured, you know, like singing like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and singing like Ray Charles, and lo and behold, the band became known for that. And did you, were you singing from early on? Because you have got one of the most delicious kind of soul and rock voices. Did, did... Straight away, did, well, no, it's, it's true. It's, you know, and I know you've been honoured because of your voice. It, it, did you? Could you do that straight away, or was it a surprise when you opened your mouth one night and suddenly this popped out? Well, you know, I, I can't say it was a surprise because it took a long time to get where it got. Yeah. But but how it how it did that was by emulating these phenomenal singers that we had in those days. Uh, the, and the thing is, I've just been watching some clips of you um, on YouTube, like, recently, right? And it's got to be said that you and Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees, your voices seem to have got better over age. How the hell is that possible? What have you been doing with it? 
Oh, Felix, man, we've lost you. We've lost you. Uh, am I here? Am I here? Hello? You're there. You're there. Don't Hello? move. Hello? Hello? Hello, got you. All right, I'm going to park. I'm going to park the car somewhere. You're very kind. Is okay? One day they'll invent a cell phone. Okay? That c- one day they'll invent a cell phone, Felix, that can actually do phone calls. Well, you know, I shouldn't be moving. I should have been on a stable place. You're very kind. Thank you. Let me see if I can park without bothering anyone here. Don't bother it. Don't get a ticket. Is that is this okay? That's perfect. Yeah, no, go on. No, I'm fine. I'm in a suburban. Uh, I don't. I don't know. You know, basically, I, I think seriously that it's it's usage. If you use it and 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 it gets like a you know like constant type of uh, uh, gigs or songs or stuff like that, it stays strong. That's yeah. how I feel. So you, you, you're playing in the, the Swing in Six. How did the Young Rascals come about? Well, many years later, you know, I um, I went through quite a quite a few years before that happened. Uh, I started a band up in college. Uh, I went to Syracuse University and I was uh, studying pre med. I actually was in uh, school when uh, uh, Lou Reed was there. You know, and uh, wow, it was a quite good, great scene up there of. Uh, pop music, you know, in those days it was the twist, you know, and um, I took a job for the summer in the Catskill Mountains, which at that time was a very, uh, you know, a very big kind of vacation spot for New Yorkers. Yeah. And uh, I, just, I just really, I said, you know, I, I really, I really like this. This is a lot of fun. I had a little band we were kind of like the swing band and we did everything we did the uh you know we did the uh, as the guests came into the home and the uh, next thing i know there was an intervention from the band that had come up there uh joey d and the starlighters they had come up to the hotel as a featured act and they were in europe they were in frankfurt actually and their organist quit on them and they remembered me, and they, they, they literally resurrected me because I, I, was, uh, I, I had no work. And uh, the next thing I know, I was in, in Europe working with this band called The Beatles. <laughs> we were I've heard Europe. of those guys. And, uh, and, and nobody in the States had yet. Yeah. It was prior to the, prior to the uh, Ed Sullivan, uh, you know, reawakening of the world there. And, uh, you know, I, I, I remember it, like, vividly, walking into a place where everybody was absolutely hysterical, you know, and I, I couldn't figure out exactly what they were hysterical about until I saw these four lads with long hair, Beautiful. which I had never seen before. Yeah. It was amazing. That kind of did it for me when I said, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. I've got <laughs> to try this. Okay, so... From that point, I went back to the States with Joey D. And, you know, we had this uh, terrible thing in those days called the draft. You know? Of course, yeah. You were going to be, once you left college, you had to be. uh, And I realized that I really could not start any major endeavor until that was behind me. So various things happened. You know, I worked around with different people for a while. Uh, That's where I met the drummer, you know, and... uh, uh, who was become to become the Rascals drummer. But then I got drafted, and fortunately for me, the standards were a little bit higher than I than I provided. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so they said to me, you know, like, oh, good, if we get attacked, we'll call you. Other than that, you know, like, stay home. <laughs> if we're really, really, really desperate, we'll, 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 we'll give you a gun. But otherwise, yeah, don't get involved. 
which made me feel great because I didn't care what it was, man. I was just thrilled. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it's a really interesting time of life for all of us that went through that period. Uh, anyway, so then I was able to really get serious about starting a band. Yeah. And that's what I did. And that's when the Young Rascals, actually it was called the Rascals in the beginning, that's when they were formed. And you mentioned Dino, who's, a, who's an amazing drummer. I think he's, he's a really underrated drummer. Gene and Eddie, how did you come across those guys? Well, the same thing. I mean, uh, it was through the Joey D, uh, yeah. uh, how should I put it, family. Uh, Ed, Ed Brigatti's brother was one of those people who was a principal member of uh, of that uh, Joey D band. So I met his younger brother through Ed, uh, David. And Gene it was, it was a musician who came from Rochester, New York, to New York City to try and make it, so to speak. And uh, it, instead, uh, he disbanded his group and joined uh, 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 a group that Joey D was forming in a nightclub. And that's that's how I met him. And from from the first time the four of you played together, like in a rehearsal studio or gig or whatever it was, to, to getting out the which I'm holding here, the first album, the Young Rascals, including Good Loving, and boy oh boy, those are some fancy collars you've got on those shirts. How long? It's <laughs> <laughs> very much of its time that cover. How long between you first meeting and that record coming out? Well, I'll tell you, my plan. After hearing the Beatles, you know, I, I really felt they were more of a singing group yeah. than a band. Yeah. I did not feel their musical acumen at that time, you know, and, and probably because they were young kids like we were. Mm. Uh, so my plan was to get the best singers I could find and the best players that I could find, and it worked. I would say from onset of our first rehearsal to the actual record deal was approximately six to eight months. Wow. See, that's, that sounds incredible. I know. Well, you know, the difference, seriously, in those days, first of all, there wasn't, like, a, so many people trying to be in the music business. Yeah. As there are now. Now, now every, everyone is trying, you know, and it's kind of ludicrous because there's not enough seats in the church for, for all these people. Mm. But, but in, in those days, if you were good, and this is the shame, if you, if you had talent, you really had a shot. You yeah. really had, you know, because there were not that many people vying for this thing. And uh, also, the record companies, and they were on the scout, you know, especially yeah. after the English, uh, you know, showed that, wow, these are just a bunch of kids that are good, they play, they sing. They were looking out for, for something. They were reaching out. And we happened to be in a very, very uh, propitious place, a very good place to be found. And that was in the Hamptons in Long Island. The first album is 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 great. It's a debut album, right? It, you can tell it's it's a load of kids really enjoying themselves, and you're playing a lot of soul songs on there, like famous soul songs in the Midnight Hour, Mustang Sally, stuff like that, right? And you obviously you're all four white kids, but you don't sound like Pat Boone. Do you know what I mean? You it it, it, it you sound like yes. a, like a, you sound like a black rock and roll soul band. Yeah. Well, as I say, you know, the influence that I got from the beginning of the of the rock and roll was mostly in that genre. Yeah. You know, of course, there were hits like Pat Boone and stuff, but, but I heard the Little Richard version yeah. before I heard the Pat Boone version. You know, and because, as I say, growing up in New York or near New York with the with the radio station that came that far was a big boon for me. I mean, I was able to hear these phenomenal, phenomenal 
you know, like the Chuck Berries, yeah. and you know, I, I mean, this is magic, magic. It still is to me when I when I hear these people like, uh, you know, like Curtis Mayfield, and I mean, the, the, the talent is just ridiculous. How good these people were, and the ones that attracted me the most, I, I will say, are, are are in the R and B world. How come, Felix, and th- there are a few bands from the States from around that period, like Paul Revere and the Raiders that, 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 and Tommy James, that never made it in the UK? You had a couple of hits in the UK, Groovin' and, 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 and another one. Um, yeah, in the States, you had like 20 top 10 hits or something like that. Why do you think you didn't make it in the UK? Well, I think there's really a very simple answer for that, and that is that the record label that all of us were with at that time were not international labels yet mm. so in every country uh we had uh we had a separate entity uh we had i think barclays we had uh, we were in atlantic there was no atlantic so we had to deal with a a whole different set of uh, executives to get our work uh, heard and seen and pressed uh it was very difficult uh, later years, the, the only label I remember that was international at that time was, was called Columbia. Mm. Columbia was a powerhouse. And as the years went by, uh, during the late 60s, they bonded with Warner Brothers to become an international label. Mm. And uh, then, of course, Zeppelin, you know, they, they really tied the knot, Zepp, when they came through, you know. Uh, but we weren't attached to Atlantic was a small label at that time. And I think that Tommy James was with an even worse thing. He was with Roulette. Oh, Tommy was, was Roulette and working boy. with a crook, of course. So, I mean, he was, he was yeah. having a tough time. But I, disappointing, I disappointing that you, you, you only had a couple of hits in the UK? Oh, of course. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because, first of all, I love to travel. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I know that they love music, and I know that they love R&B. But, you know, you, you got to take what you can take, man. I mean, I, I, I seriously, you know, like, in a perfect world, oh, yeah, it would have been great. And it's unfortunate because when we had our opportunity, which was uh, from the uh, uh, kind of the transition from Atlantic to, at that time, Columbia, that's when our group split up right yeah. at that moment. W- why did it split up? Was it, was it the, um, the, the, the age-old musical differences, or were you sick of the sight of each other? What, what happened there? <laughs> well, I think... You know, there's a, there's an old American adage called "You can't teach stupid." <laughs> it, was, it was exactly you can't fix you can't fix stupid. Yeah, very stupid. My my ex partner there. I, I tell you honestly, after all these years, I really even can't answer what happened to him. He just hit a, 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 a he hit a point in his life, kind of like this fellow from One Direction. Yeah, you know, where he just he just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and. Um, uh, he just and 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 I wouldn't mind if he had gone on to a solo endeavor or to a production endeavor or to something, uh, but instead he just literally uh, went home, yeah. which was mind-boggling. Just had enough, isn't it funny? When did you start the yeah. songwriting? Because the, the the first album it's primarily covers. Um, how did, how did the right. songwriting come about? Well, in the early days of, of, of our playing out, we were not allowed to do our, 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 our own songs. We were always told to uh, do cover records. Yeah. And that's how a lot of these things came about, because I became an avid listener of a lot of the R&B stations, and I found songs that were actually covered, uh, that we could cover, that nobody ever heard. Yeah. Like, for example, 
Mustang Sally. Now, we did Mustang Sally before Wilson Pickett did Mustang Sally. Did you really? You heard it on the radio. Wow. Yes. I did not know that. That's incredible. And what I'm finding out... I, I know. I know. And, 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 uh... Good Lovin' also, uh, that was done by another group. Uh, it was done by the uh, uh, Olympics. And it was not a hit. But for some reason, when we transformed it to our type of music, it's been a hit ever since. People get up and dance and, and they love it, you know? So that's how a lot of those songs took shape. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we picked up from the radio and brought them to live. Okay, well... Uh, a magic happened, a miracle happened when our second record went out, which was Good Lovin'. Yeah. And uh, became a number one smash uh, gold record. Well, you know, the owners changed at that point. It's kind of like the kids all of a sudden became the stars. So now we could pretty much do a little bit of what we wanted, you know? And so I, you know, had always been writing. I always kind of, like, wanted to do it. I convinced uh, my, my, my ex-partner there, Eddie, why don't we do what John and Paul are doing? Yeah. Why don't we write? Why not? How hard could it be? It's, it, it, well, it's hard. <laughs> you know, in those days, the, the, be the beauty of youth, you, you don't see any obstacles. You know, but you, I, I you, love that. You've There's written classics. Like Felix, you, 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 you and your, your partner, you've written actual classics, you know, songs that have stood the test of time. Groovin', A Girl Like You, How Can I Be Sure? You know, just to name three. Do you, are you aware, you must be aware now how timeless those songs are. I we, am aware now. Yeah. We're just very lucky. And, you know, as I say, the environment that Atlantic provided for us to work in, uh, I just can't thank them enough, you know, because, see, we, we actually produced ourselves. That was my demand when, 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 when we had these record companies approaching. I said, I said to, you know, our manager at the time, they like what they hear. Why don't they give me a shot at making this uh, a record? Yeah. And this is where, like, the, the, the unbelievable, I don't know what type of belief you have, good luck or karma uh, or God gift. They put in the room two of the most talented human beings to ever, you know, be in the music industry. They put Arif Mardin, who was our George Martin, mm. and Tom Dowd, who was, I don't know if you followed any of his career, but I mean, uh, an amazing yeah. genius of electronics. Well, that's the good fortune we had. So when we went into what was basically our labor laboratory there of the studio, everyone there was committed to making great music everyone there and it, it was just a it was the, such a joyous experience in my life i can't even i can't even emphasize how i still feel and i think that's what happens uh you know when you when you put that type of energy into a product it lasts it stays um when did you make them was there a conscious decision to move towards the, the the I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the C word I'm sorry towards concept albums because once upon a dream in 1968 you kind of the album start to become a cohesive piece as opposed to you know twelve different songs stuck together. Right. Well, you know I I, I, I can't emphasize uh, I, I, enough the contribution that the Beatles had on all of us. Yeah. Because. They were the beacon. Not, not only did they make great music, but they broke down barriers. For example, I wrote How Can I Be Sure 
because they did yesterday in Michelle. Fantastic. And because they did yesterday in Michelle, the radio stations had to play it. Yeah. You know, they have to play the Beatles. They opened the door for us. Well, when Sgt. Pepper came out, I really felt that was a big door. And it's a, it's a door that today that I think, if it hadn't been for the, the, the greed and avarice of record companies, we would have had a lot of rock operas, yeah. such as, you know, the Hoot, Tommy, you know. And, uh, you know, that I thought was the next kind of like, uh, how should I put it, uh, you know, like the operettas in the, in the, in the, in the uh, 17th and 18th century, you know. I, I thought that was where we should go. However, there was not enough... Uh, single potential on those things. There was actually a story, but that's that's how that happened. I, I, I got to say, Freedom Suite is um, uh, it's a flawed masterpiece. The flaw for me is that fifteen-minute <laughs> drum solo. I can't. I, it's a little bit too much to take. But the rest of it is just a stunning record. Were you disappointed oh, by you. the success of the, the, or the, the the comparative lack of success of those albums? You know, uh, the, the way the business became over the years, you, you really find that uh, the uh, the actual success has almost no bearing on the quality of the album yeah. or the quality of the product. Isn't that true? Uh, it, it, it has to do with, it's the longevity of, of the situation. You know, like I'm contemplating an album now. Uh, I'm trying to do an album uh, kind of like an unplugged you know, of, 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 of our music, of my music there. Uh, and, and I know that's not going to sell a lot of albums because basically a lot of albums don't sell. No. However, I really expect it to be here forever. Yeah. You know, that's my goal. You know, when you come up classically, you know, when you come up with Mozart and Beethoven, you realize these guys, their music is still here 100 years later. Mm. And I kind of think that's what i like to be you know instead of like the flash in the pan and then you're gone i want to be around here a couple hundred years <laughs> well it's it's the, it's it is amazing i mean it's like there's 50 50th anniversaries going off everywhere at the moment the monkeys the uh, good loving i think it's yes. the 50th anniversary the beach boys did a 50th tour a couple of years ago you guys have got back together yes. together several times the once upon a dream show tell me about that it sounds fascinating well, it is fascinating because this fellow Steve Van Zant, you know, from uh, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, of course, band, yeah. Uh, we've had a very interesting kind of like karmic history with this gentleman. You know, we first uh, we, we first kind of really, really got together um, when we got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, he did the induction speech. Now, if you ever get a chance to Google that or YouTube that, it was hysterical it was fantastic yeah he dressed up in the costumes that we had and his speech was so good that he was approached by the uh, producer uh, uh director of the uh sopranos to be in that film oh is that how we got the sopranos gig <laughs> fantastic and it, he was so good yeah that you know it, it was it was really and and so he had taken us on like uh, I don't know, like I, I don't know, so, sort of like a uh, how should I put it a crusade? Yeah. These guys didn't get their just dessert. I want this to happen. Now, many people prior to him had really attempted to put us together unsuccessfully, and the reasons being 
Uh, how should I put it? I, I, I mean, I got to be very, very, very careful how I say this. Of course. But, you know, there's no, there's no real rationale for somebody who doesn't think, uh, you know, like the rest of us think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, you know, if somebody offers you work and uh, money and, uh, uh, you know, the most enjoyable profession I, I, I could ever imagine, you take it. Yeah. But these guys here, they, they had a lot of, they had a lot of, uh, a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, Steve Van Zandt decided, I'm going to surmount and surpass all of those problems, whether it's a financial or, in some cases, a, uh, how should I put it, a rehabilitation process. Well done, yes. Or, in some cases, a, a, a psychology process. Yeah. He took it upon himself to do this. And no one is ever going to do that. I mean, it was Herculean on his part. And uh, he put his money where his mouth was, he backed the thing, and that's how it happened. And it sounds like an interesting show, because it wasn't just you getting back together and playing the hits. There was, it, it, there was um, filmed inserts, there were interviews, there were actors recreating scenes, as well as you playing together as a band. Yeah, and uh, basically it, we did a, a, a very successful run on Broadway with it, which was, uh, you know, quite a... Quite a quite a quite a feather in our cap there. We did uh, we did uh, two weeks there, and we did very very well. And people were flying in from from UK and from Hawaii. Yeah. And it was really interesting, and uh, I was very proud of it because the uh, you know after a few uh, well let's say weeks, the band really started to sound like the the, the band again. You know, yeah. we had some help. Uh, we had some help, uh, especially with vocals, with uh, some female singers, you know, uh, and uh, we had, uh, you know, we had a bass player, which, you know, we never had a bass player. We, uh, we, uh, I used to play it on the organ mm. uh, pedals, but after a certain amount of time, you know, there's a certain magic that, that four people have together that you can't define. It just happens, and it happened. Again, and I was very, very, very pleased about that. Felix, what are you up to now? I know you're doing lots of gigs and things, and you mentioned that there might be a new album coming out. What, 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 what are you kind of busy with at the moment? Well, you know, I moved to Nashville because I really wanted to continue the creative process of writing, you know? And so I, I do that on a, on, a, on a weekly basis here with a lot of the young, young people around here that, uh, you know, as I told you, you just can't turn them off, man. They, they think... They're, they're going to conquer the world. I love that. <laughs> Good, yeah. And I'm also, uh, I'm very, I'm very uh, anxious to try uh, to bring my music to a symphonic level. Oh, I'm fantastic. getting a, a number of charts done. I really want to try that. A, lo a lot of the people are doing that. And, you know, in the last five years or so, we, we got a, a beautiful uh, symphonic hall here. And uh, I, I would really like to try that. Um, finally, Felix, how's Billy Joel these days? Well, you know, he's a dear friend, and uh, he's a happy married man now with a new baby. Wow! Wow! Uh, so I think he's doing quite well after after packing, after filling Madison yeah. Square Garden. Yeah. I believe it's thirty four months in a row, or some ridiculous number like that. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> That's unbelievable. And I mean, filling. It's incredible, isn't it? It is amazing that, 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 that I mean, and Billy Joel's been around forever, but, there's, but you, and I, I mentioned the Monkees and the Beach Boys, and, you know, all of these acts are, are you know, are, are, are still selling out and, and still packing, you know, at, at the very least big theatres, and in, in Joel's case, of course, huge arenas. It's amazing that it's lasted so long. Exactly. 
Well, you know, I, I say this uh, on stage, and 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 I and I really believe it to be true. In in our in our time, we did not have the internet. We did not have the Facebook. We did not have the iPhone, etc. We had music. Yeah. Music was our generation's bond. We spoke to the people in Europe. We spoke to the people in California through our music. We grew up together and listening to the same, you know, the radio stations at that time weren't as uh, demographically kind of like separated as they are today. So we heard black music, white music, folk music, electronic music on the same stations. Mm. And I really feel that that's what we, our generation, wants to get that herd, herd mentality. When I, when I go see Paul McCartney, that's exactly what I feel like in the audience. Mm. Hey, I'm part of the I'm part of the tribe again, man. Mm. You know, I'm part of you know, if it sounds like I'm a big Beatle fan, it's because I love those guys so much as far as what they've done for, for all of us. You know? And uh it's just amazing that 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 kind of communal feeling you get in 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 a, in a crowd like that. Felix, uh, listen, man, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you pulling over, and um, uh, thank you so much for for this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, and all the all the very best to you and your your compadres over there. <laughs> You're a legend, man. Hard time now. Thank you, Felix. Ta- yeah, well, tell me about it. Take care, Bye. man. Bye bye. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.